Hello and welcome to 60MW Spotlight Reflection Movie Show. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my superman. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Um, hello. I was I was trying to think of a quote or something to use, but I, I, my mind went blank. So, uh, da, 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 da. hello. <laughs> You're uh, you 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 fight for truth, justice, and the British way. What you Is mean? The... Sit there miserably moaning about everything and hating everyone else in the world. That's pretty much yeah. yeah. That sounds about. That sounds like you. Yeah. No. Cheeky fucker. I mean, British in general. <laughs> Git. Oh, right. Sorry, I, th- I thought you were talking about yourself. Um, anyway, how are you? Well, I was fine until I just had that personal damnation off you. I just insulted you. That's the one. Yeah, damnation. S- sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, well, that's good to hear. As, as people can, if they've listened to the last show, our Dead and Buried show, they can probably tell I'm sounding a bit better than I, I was on that particular show. Well, weirdly, though... Um, I still feel like I can't laugh properly, which is a strange one. It's like if I, f- I feel like I'm gonna cough if I laugh, which. Uh, but I, I'm I'm doing better than I was. Hold so on. that's the thing. Called me miserable, and then you just say I can't laugh properly. I know it's. <laughs> I'm, I've got I'm too unhappy. I've got a medical condition though for it. <laughs> Have you? Have you really? It's, it's called being British. Yes. I don't know what. But uh, anyway, um, yes, well, thank you for joining us and listening to our latest show, which is a slight change, I suppose, uh, from our last show, which was Dead and Buried, as I mentioned, uh, from 1981. And that was my pick. And this time around, it's your pick. Mm. And you decided to choose uh, from 1983, Superman 3. Yes. Which was a, a bit of a surprise for me because I, I know we haven't updated it for a while, but we have got a list of films, and I didn't—I don't remember seeing Superman three on there um, that you uh, had put down that you perhaps wanted to talk about one of the days. Oh, we, but we uh, have a list. We did have a list. Do, do yeah. we? I've got my own list of. Have of, you? Yeah, I've got my own list that I cultivate and uh, fiddle with every now and then and add add to. Oh, very good. Well, I, I still refer to that every now and then, but um, but yeah, so. Superman 3, um, what are your memories of it and why did you choose to pick it for us to talk about? Well, back when I was small, uh, uh, not that I'm tiny, but um, yeah, when I was a small person or child, mm. as they, they often get called. As they're also known as, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I, had one, I, I had one VHS tape in the home that I was allowed to use to record stuff on. Um mm. I think it was probably a couple of years after that. Then I, you know, at Christmas you get a present. Someone buys you a present, and it's a pack of three blank pack VHS. Of VHS. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it's really exciting because that expands your horizon. Because you, know, you can you can actually record like probably like four films, maybe uh, long, long play. <laughs> long play. I was just going to say long play. God, that makes it even better yeah, as well, doesn't just, it? Just to make that VHS picture even sexier. Mm, yes. But, um, so you had one tape. Had one... Did you ever pull the tab out and and then have to put tape on it, like um, you know, sellotape, to so you could record yeah, over it again? Not on purpose. I think I was just fiddling with it. And I didn't know what it was, and then I snapped it off, and then it wouldn't record anything. And then I found out why, and then, yeah, sellotape over the top of it. Isn't it funny that tape, actual like you know, um, music tapes did that as well? You could do that with them. I'm sure you could. Oh shit! Yeah, you probably could. I never did. Yeah, I've just realised. Yeah, there's those two little tabs, weren't there, in the top of a tape. 
there you go. It's funny, isn't it? Huh. It was funny enough. We were having a conversation just before we started recording about you know physical media and uh, and and weirdly tapes, music tapes are having a comeback as well. I'm Why? sure you can buy music tapes. Why? Ma- They're awful. I don't quite understand that personally. I mean, videotapes, I don't think they're ever going to make a comeback, no, are they? because they're shit. At the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. I mean, vinyl's got that warmth that all the fucking gimps say that it's got. Yes, and, oh, sounds better, apparently. Vinyl, oh, sounds better <laughs> in mono. But tape and VHS were always shit. Mm. And I don't care how much of a beardy little dungaree-wearing hipster you are. Ooh, I bought it on tape. You're a knobhead then. Yeah. You've probably got a mallet. Uh, well, I mean, uh, so uh, DVD was, was going from VHS to DVD was just like night and day. Yeah. You know, it was it was crazy, the, the difference in quality. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. But but VHS videos were, and Betamax, I suppose, if you had one. I never did. But to a certain degree, you know, there, there were there were fun things to have, weren't oh, no, they? Oh, no, they were excellent at the time. And the, the, the idea of taking films home or renting films and watching them at home was amazing. But, you know, it's only when you get something of slightly better quality, you realise that the quality was terrible. Yes. It looked all right when you had a, you know, like a 14-inch TV at home or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I can imagine it stretched out to like a 65-inch of these days. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, this was your one videotape. Well, and yeah. uh, what happened to it? What did you tape on it? Well... I think at the time when this was on, because I had to record it on television with adverts and everything, I think I taped over Superman 2 with Superman 3. Ooh, controversial. Well, I was young. I didn't have any idea of what good films were. I just liked Superman, and I had Superman 2, and I watched that about 150 times. Yeah. And then Superman 3's come on telly. Then when you're like that small and stupid, you think, oh, right, it's, it's 3, so it's going to be better. It must be better because it's the third one and things always get better the more you go through them. Yeah. So I recorded three and then that was the only uh, film I had to watch for quite a while. So I watched it on repeat many a time because um, of lack of choice as much as anything. And yeah, I don't think, I think when I record, whatever I recorded over that with, I don't think I have seen it since. Oh, not since you were a little kid. I don't think so. Nope. Wow. So, I mean, I'm a similar situation to you in as much as that um, I remember watching Superman 1 and 2 lots, uh, lots and lots. Two more so than one. Uh, I think I prefer that because I, I never really kind of enjoyed the the lead up to it. You know, he's, I preferred it when he was actually, actually Superman and he was doing super things. And the ending for Superman always annoyed me even when I was a little kid it annoyed me. I don't know it just I don't know it just, never felt very it, heroic did it just, no, it's just spinning around the, the yeah. earth and it just you know kind of reverses everything oh, what a lot of bollocks that is <laughs> yeah. you wanted to fight somebody don't yeah. you you wanted to do something you know <laughs> don't, you don't worry you don't there's, want some, him to... there's some fairly big leaps of logic in, in this film upcoming that uh, in a film about a flying man alien you have to sit there and question the logic of other things you know that it's a bit fucking far fetched yeah, so I I never really liked that about the first film, even when I was a little kid. So, the, but the second one, because you got General Zod, and then you got you know everything else, all the the, the sort of fighting and everything yeah. that ha- that came along with it, um, it, it always was well, more more exciting for me, obviously. And then the third one came along, and it's a weird one because 1983. So you got uh, Return of the Jedi, which I distinctly remember going to the cinema to watch because yep. I was 
really excited for that all day as a kid. Um, BMX Bandits, so we've talked about that before. Oh, yes. Uh, seen that at the cinema. My dad's, uh, my friend's dad took us to watch that. So, um, And then E.T. in 1982. So I remember going to the cinema to watch that. So mm-hmm. I have distinct memories of watching those at the cinema, but not Superman 3. And so I don't know if it was one that I would have watched on VHS at some point. Yeah, I Which, certainly did not see this at the cinema. The only Superman I saw at the cinema was Superman 4. Oh, 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 see, I've only ever seen bits of that. And it's probably one of those because it's got, got panned. You know, I've never really watched the entire thing. I've seen bits of it. I know about Nuclear Man. I remember I bought comics back in the day. You know, it was all over the comics and, and everything else. But um, and there's, there's a whole story about canon, you know, couldn't I didn't have any money to, to make it properly so uh that's why it turned out to be a bit shit have you ever seen some of the deleted scenes i, I think i've seen one with clive mantle is he like another nuclear man yeah he's having a fight with him like a special needs one yes yes yeah yeah yes yeah well, buckle up we might end up with that at some point because i've got a box set oh have you okay okay so um well yeah so it's but superman um i suppose growing up for me was always like really special because mm. Um, well, he was a superhero. There weren't loads of sort of like superheroes like there are now no. to choose from. I mean, the Batman at the time was fucking, um, uh, you know, the, the TV show. I said that time it was still Adam West, weren't it? And Adam West, you know. So th- in terms of superheroes, it was fairly slim pickings. <laughs> was <not> all. <laughs> so, you know, compare it to a world we live in today where you can't move from tripping over a bloody superhero. <laughs> you can't wipe your ass without an Iron Man on the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so and so that's why it was a bit and I think because of his name as well as it was Christopher uh, Christopher Reeve who played Superman so there was something there <laughs> oh yeah obvious comparison <laughs> <laughs> um and so and I I was I was you know Superman merchandise I suppose at the time was was everywhere I had yeah. Superman bedspread um I think I, th- I can't remember I think I'm sure I've told you this before that the pose that was on like the the bedspread with him sort of flying I used to lie in that position um <laughs> Because I was pretending I'd, I'd, I was flying. I had Superman wallpaper. I had Superman plasticine. You know, you could make your own little plasticine version of, of Superman, which I ended up as a kid, because you're a kid, it just ended up looking shit because all the colours got mixed yeah. up and just didn't fit. Um, I had Superman stickers. You know, it was, it, it was everything was Superman yeah, at one point. Because that's what there was. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was special then. Yeah, it's not diluted and just it's it's anywhere like it is now but anyway so for me like that that was it you know and i I suppose the film's finished at superman 3 i've seen supergirl i don't remember a great deal about it (laughs) that's also on the list oh wow um i remember it being terrible (laughs) yeah so i've seen bits of that and then um superman 4 again i've seen bits of so but What's your general take on Superman now? Because there's been a few films, there's been a few different directors, a few different, I suppose, um, iterations or visions of Superman. So you got Superman Returns, because mm-hmm. there's a big gap between um, the Quest for Peace number four and then Superman Returns, was, directed by that was Brian a sequel Singer. To number two, essentially, wasn't it? Yeah, because Lois Lane had got a kid, yeah. I think, if I remember rightly, which was a super kid, and then you got Kevin Spacey, who was Lex Luthor. Um, um, I haven't seen that for years either. There's bits of it I quite like. So the problem I've got, well, probably people of our generation, Christopher Reeve is Superman. 
He's just yes. he's he's our Superman. That, that that's the end of it. Yeah. The Brandon Routh one. I don't know if I like. I don't think I like Kevin Spacey, and it was too theatrical because this, I know people moaned a bit at the time, said it was too moody. But I kind of liked the slight, slightly introspective take on him. You know, coming back, I'm a bit unsure of himself when he sat there and he says, you know, you can hear everything all at once, kind of thing. It was kind of a slightly melancholic take on it. The parts of it, mm. I quite, I quite like that. Um. Henry Cavill, I think, could be a good Superman. He's just had shit films to be in. Yeah. And he's not, not Superman anymore. But I think, fundamentally, it's really hard to do a Superman film because he's too powerful. Um, I think it's, it's easy to do the bit where he becomes Superman and then when you see him as Superman, it's like, yay, it's Superman. But because he's so powerful, it makes it really hard for him to ever be in jeopardy. Yeah, without it going, because he's never re- well. This is the thing with the with the Christopher Reeve ones. Like he's not really in jeopardy, to be honest, that often, because he just isn't. Especially in this one, the reality is he isn't. He's never really in trouble. In particular, it makes no fucking sense anyway. But all you can do if you've got someone who's basically a god is throw someone who's god plus one or another god at him. Yeah. Zack Snyder went too far with that, just decided to fucking level an entire city, therefore making Superman very much the antithesis of Superman just by destroying fucking everything. So I think I think he's really it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough thing to do because he's too powerful. And how do how do you how do you make a viable threat that isn't just something slightly bigger? Because he's not he's not the deepest of characters, is he? He's just a good person in general. He's just like he just fights for good and that's it. And because, I don't know, it, I just I think he's the hardest superhero to do well. I don't think we've had, I mean, looking at these with the kiddie glasses on, it's different, but I don't think there's been a, I don't think there's been a definitive Superman film yet. No. And I think as well, because I know that there's sort of, you know, at the time, um, the, the special effects where he's flying and whatever were, I suppose, fairly revolutionary mm-hmm. and, and you hadn't really seen them before. Yeah. So you, uh, and, and now, because you've seen so much CGI, you, you can't... It's hard to be impressed by it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to feel like, okay, he's flying or, you know, okay, well, so what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it, the it, it's one, the whole thing was you believe a man can fly and it was like, yeah. wow. That, yeah, you, like you said, everything's been done. You, it can't be impressive to see someone flying around. Anymore. Yeah, and and then like you said, I mean, you know, the, the, it's the whole superhero thing. No, I, I enjoyed parts of Man of Steel. Yeah. I think the parts where it was the suppose the the origin where uh, in, you know, and you, you've got um, Kevin Space, uh, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Costner's character, and I liked all of that. And then when it turned into the the usual kind of superhero smash bang let's de- demolish everything then i just lost interest in it to yeah. a certain you know it was just yeah when he's and learned that- i liked it i like man of steel up to the point where he put the suit on flew around a bit and he learned once he sort of started to do a couple of good things people were finding out about him that's kind of then where the interest stops yeah because he's not really a character he's more of a concept i think he's a concept yeah. of good personified but he's not actually much of a character not that we've seen in the films anyway um, and then Batman v Superman, mm. uh, um, Justice League. I uh, I think I've seen bits of that. I haven't seen the Snyder cuts because I can't be fucking no. asked. Um, it, it was nice seeing him come back. They kind of just 
did the death of death and return of Superman, didn't they? Sort of. Yeah, but and it was and they, it was funny seeing him come back and just be way harder than everyone else. So yeah. it's good for that. But again, it's good for that ten minutes where it's just like, well, he's going to come in and clean house because he's fucking Superman. But then again, but then once you're at that point again, what do you do? Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's the new Superman due to come out, Superman Legacy, which is going to be directed by James Gunn um, next. I'm actually on my birthday, unless it gets delayed because of all the writers' strikes and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be your birthday year after. It's due out July the 11th on 2025. Yeah. Oh, right, uh, actually, two years away. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. My, my biggest, I say worry, I'm not worried at all because I don't really care. But no. <laughs> I don't think you can James Gunnify Superman too much. He no. can't be. He can't be a quippy person. Uh, and I think that's the thing, isn't it, with James Gunn and obviously with the Guardians films and then some of the films he's done before that. You know, he, I think James Gunn's got a certain style, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I, like you said, he can't be sort of like a quippy, snarky, um, Star Lordy type character. No, because can he? he then just becomes someone else and not Superman, which is again so. what makes him really hard to do something really good with. Because what is he? Yeah. Um, so, but just prior to all of that, the the gap in between um, Superman four and Superman Returns, there was lots of things mooted. I think Kevin Smith was talked about at one point. Then you got Tim Burton. Oh, the, the uh, Nicholas Cage one. Nick Cage. Oh, well, that would have been mental. Um, and then, but the, are you ever likely to watch the Flash, the new version of the Flash? Probably not. Um, but I know, I know, Nick Cage is in it, isn't he? So okay, so I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, for you sorry, though, so. spoilers. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's one of them where because the the whole thing behind that is that there's there's different. It's the whole fucking multiverse. I mean, yeah. the multiverse that's becoming another thing as well. Mm. It's like, oh, let's have a good idea and then let's just rip it to pieces and do it to death until everybody gets fucking sick of it but that's just you know human nature in hollywood i suppose but it, it, so in as much as that um yeah you so he, he's he's running so fast that he's seen all these multiverses so you see the original superman uh, which i think was buster crab i could be wrong i'll check that out in a second uh the, the original black and white version then you've got um it did not bring a lump to my throat, but actually seeing a digitised version of Christopher Reeve, yeah. I suppose, was quite you know poignant. And then um, you get you saw um, the what you know what would have been the, the Nick Cage one where he's got long hair and, yeah. and everything else, oh, yeah, like a digitised version of it. If you if you ever look into the was it Superman Lives or Superman Flies or sort of Flyby or something like that, there's there a few muted muted ones, wasn't there? The Nick Cage one looked mental. The suits were mad, some of them, and the ideas were fucking bonkers. Yeah. But they took the big metal spider and chucked it at Wild Wild West, didn't they, apparently? Uh, right. Ah, see, ah, that makes sense. See, I didn't know that. That's because there is, like, um, a bit in The Flash where you see, like, this, he's fighting this big giant spider, but I didn't know ah, that the, there was a connection to that. I didn't know that. fighting that in that. Well, there you go. Uh, there you go. So, and then there's the TV series. So, I've never seen Smallville. Um, <sighs> so boring. So I saw I some of it, but no. uh, but apparently Christopher Reeve popped up in that um, in a couple of episodes. But and then one of the actors in Superman three pops up as um, as uh, Clark Kent's mom or an, stepmom, Ma- Martha. Tool, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose there's a link to that. But I've never watched any of that. And, and then, um, but I, I do 
uh, watch some YouTube videos with Michael Rosenbone, who played um, Lex, Lex Luthor yeah. in it. Uh, and he's quite good. He interviews a lot of different actors about stuff. And um, I think he actually interviewed Helen Slater recently, who obviously super Supergirl. But um, yeah, so and then there was Lois and Clark. Oof. I don't know if you ever watched that. God. So you're going, oof. But that was like kind of like a, a Saturday tea time it thing. Was, right? Yeah. It you know, you'd watch it. And it, I, I mean, that introduced you to the world of uh, Dean Kane and uh, Terry Hatcher, yeah. you know, and Terry Hatcher was quite nice, I suppose, you know, at, uh, as a, how old would I have been when that came out? I don't know, it's probably my late teens, early Yeah, 20s. I'm sure I was about 12, 13-ish, around about then, maybe a little bit older, but it's a weird show, wasn't it? Because obviously it was about Lewis and Clark, but he happens to be Superman as much as anything. It wasn't the Superman show, really, was it? it? No, it was more about them and about... She always got into bloody scrapes and stuff, didn't she? And he'd have to sort it all out and whatever. But well, yeah, so that was at like least a... he stuck by her in the series rather than just wiping her memory. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so that was it. Um, you know, like I said, for me, Christopher Reeve will always be... Superman, yeah, um, and and I and I remember really loving Superman three. I thought it was funny, it was exciting, it got action in it, and you know different things. And so it was interesting to go back and rewatch it yeah, now, not having seen it in such a long time. And I suppose there's always that trepidation. I think probably more so with this than any other film that we've done, because you know it was a big part of my childhood, as obviously we've discussed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched it a lot. I think I might. I think this is what I just stopped short of recording onto tape, so I could listen to the film. Mm. Yeah, that, I quite did it with this. Ah, okay. Maybe it was my mum hoovering or something too much, and maybe I tried it and then just never, never quite managed to get it with too much interference in the background. So I yeah. just lumbered with Gremlins and Goonies and Ghostbusters, mm. the G's. You didn't um, uh, make your own VHS cover. Or anything, or draw or anything. Uh, I used to draw on the. I used to have the the long stickers. I didn't do the cover, but the long the long tape stickers. You know, yeah, I used to draw on that, and then because my mum would just have mum's tape on it, and my dad would have dad's tape, and then mine would have the name of the film, and then I'd do a little drawing because there's all the stickers left over that no one else used. Then I'd put a new one on when I recorded over and do a little picture. Mm. There you go. Um. So uh, Superman, the original Superman. Um was a massive hit. I think it made $300 million. Um, and then Superman 2, $190 million. Superman 3, $80 million. Um, Superman 4, $36.7 million. So you got, I suppose, the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah. um, but Superman 3, although it recouped its budget, it was, I think, largely seen as a bit of a failure in terms of its box office and it received um a bit of criticism because of the tone of it you know potentially too comedic and uh you know a bit camp i suppose uh but then i mean superman one was a relatively straightforward film i don't think it was that didn't have a lot of humor in it if i remember right no not i I haven't seen the first superman for probably even longer no, I don't, and two, I think, added a little bit in. But that was, again, look about the, re- the relationship between Lois and, and Clark yeah. and everything else, wasn't it? And, um, uh, so anyway, Superman 3, um, let's have a, a little look on IMDb then. So uh, it's currently rated a 5 out of 10, uh, out of 73,000 ratings. Um, 
as we mentioned, stars Christopher Reeve, directed by Richard Lester. So, the first and second Superman were directed back-to-back, for, um, from what I've read, uh, by Richard Donner, mm-hmm. uh, who was then... Uh, he left the production or was fired and uh, there were disagreements. So Richard Lester came in and uh, I think he did part of the second one and then directed the third one. Yeah. Um, well, you say directed the third one. If you, if you look at the uh, the making of, Christopher Reeve seemed to have quite a large say-so in what was going on. Yeah, so uh, I take it you watch the one on YouTube, that making of. Um, it's probably just the uh, making of that's on the, on the Blu-ray that I've got. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's it's a it's a bit of a fluff piece, but it shows yeah. some of the behind the scenes stuff, um, and it's uh, it's narrated by a pwn from um, uh, Aliens. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so which I, I didn't realise, but that, there yeah. you go. Um, who actually stars in this briefly as well um, as a fire chief, which again I didn't re- recognise oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Until I I you know saw the the credits and whatever. Uh, so Richard Lester, I think famous mainly for directing some of the Beatles movies, um, A Hard Day's Night, and I'm sure he did Help, which I've never seen. No, um, He also directed Butch uh, and Sundance, The Early Years, which apparently is supposed to be terrible. <laughs> but uh, he did some of the Musketeer movies back in the 70s and 80s as well. So, um, yeah, and then uh, you got Richard Pryor, who um, stars as Gus Gorman, a sort of bit of a loser techie savant yeah sort of joint top billing in the film that was the yeah. thing where it people said it's a richard pryor film and not a superman film that's it um, um yeah margot kidder appears for about five minutes <laughs> yeah. Wasn't as lois lane richard pryor didn't didn't he say this was basically a film he did just to get drug money i don't know i think uh, margot from... kidder was going through some problems at the time as well weren't she uh, well, so again, because Gene Hackman obviously was in the first and second one as Lex Luthor, but then he didn't return for this one because I think there was a bit of fallout between. But he came the, back for four. Fuck that's w- oh, weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Payday. Although he probably didn't get paid a lot. I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a bit of fallout from what happened with Richard Donner. So that's why um, maybe Hackman and then Margot Kidder didn't return for this as, as such or weren't in it. That off that much. Um, Jackie Cooper as Perry White, uh, Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen, so returning characters there. And then some of the new characters then. So you've got Annette O'Toole, as we mentioned, who plays Lana Lang, mm-hmm. um, Clark's old flame, perhaps from Smallville yeah. that, uh, when he was living there. Um, Annie Ross, who plays Vera, yeah. who's um, what the, the, the main bad guy's sister. Pamela Stevenson. Um, Billy Connolly's wife. That's right, yeah. as Lorelei. What a weird uh, name. It is. Um, and then you've got Robert Vaughan mm-hmm. uh, as uh, Ross Webster, yeah, who's... <laughs> Lex Luthor budget version. Yes, who's, I suppose, a bit of a uh, Elon Musk type, you'd perhaps say. He wants to own everything. Yeah, he yeah. wants to take over the world. And, you know, he's a billionaire. He's got loads of money and he wants... But he wants more. He's not, not satisfied. Um yeah, so uh, let's have a look at the Metacritic. So um, there, it currently sits at a Metacritic score of 44. Um, you got three positive ratings, eight mixed and four negative. So do you want to take one of the positive ones? Yeah, what we, what we, ooh, right. Most positive one is 75 out of 100. Uh, it's from the Miami Herald. 
Uh, and it says, credit goes to Richard Lester, who is much more than an action director and whose erratic brilliance occasionally transcends this material. And to Reeve, who has manfully refused to let on that he is tired of the part, as opposed to the... What? Hold on. Read more. Bastard. Uh, as opposed to the Jedi principles who foam theirs in. What's that all about? Don't know. That's fucking weird. Okay, um, let's have a look. I'll take one of the middling reviews then. Um, I don't know. Oh, let's go with Variety, which is, gives it a 40. Superman 3 emerges as a surprisingly soft chord disappointment, putting its emphasis on broad comedy at the expense of ingenious plotting and technical wizardry. It has virtually none of the mystic or cosmic sensibility that marked its predecessors. And then we have the Washington Post who gave it 20. Uh, and they say, every composite shot in Superman 3 appears to be a careless affront to the willing suspension of disbelief. The flying sequences are a letdown, the cataclysms are a cheat, and even the settings are often exposed a chintzy hoot. Mm. So, yeah, a um, bit of a mixed bag there, I suppose. Um, so, should we do a little... I'll do a little quiz for you oh, as well. Man. Go on. So, then. Go on then. Uh, 1983. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you've probably seen a few of these films, but uh, but not all of them, I would imagine. So, the top ten grossing movies in uh, as a po- as the uh, the per the box office mojo. Um, this is American based as well, so it's it's all uh, US dollars. Uh, so, um, number ten. It stars Michael Keaton. I can pretty much guarantee you probably never seen this i've never seen it so um uh, it's uh the opposite of mrs dad mr mum mom yeah mom yes Sorry. have you ever seen it i've heard of it i don't think i've seen it no i've never seen it uh so sixty-four thousand. sorry 64 million <laughs> didn't do well then <laughs> no 64 million seven hundred eighty-three thousand dollars there you go wow that did all right uh, okay number nine uh the sequel to um saturday night fever starring john Travolta. Ah, staying alive yes uh slightly ahead with 64,000 64,000 yeah. 64,892,000 <laughs> okay uh number eight you have a dirty harry film uh, so take your pick. Oh have a guess. God, I've never seen one of them. Ah, um, oh, right. Okay, um, so you're not Magnum know Force. Oh, good guess, but no, I think this is this came after that. So uh, this is sudden impact. Oh, okay. Uh, with sixty-seven million dollars. Okay. Um, uh, Roger Moore's outing as 007. Oh crikey! Um, it's got a naughty word for the octopusy. Well done. 67 million. Uh, number six, Matthew Broderick. Would you like to play a game? Well, ooh. are you sure that's the right quote? I think so. It's something like that. Yeah. But I'm sure you just quoted Saw. Oh, did, am I? Okay. Uh, oh, no, no. Shall we play a game? There you go. That's better, isn't it? Uh, yes. War games. Yeah. Well done. 79 million. Um, okay. The film we're talking about. Um, pass. Uh, okay, Superman three oh, with, but, well, saying that mm-hmm. domestic, um, apparently income was fifty nine million dollars. So, but then it adds on twenty million for foreign, um, but um, box office. So, if you'd have taken it, I suppose for d- just domestic like the others are, then it would be way out of the top ten. But anyway, so it hasn't. So, uh, okay, next one, top uh, number four. Um, Eddie Murphy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. 
Oh, trade in places. Yes, with 90 million. Um, never seen this before, but um, it's uh, got a famous song, What a Feeling, and a better dancer who's a welder as well, I think. Oh, um, Footloose. No. Oh, close. That's um, Kevin Bacon. It is, isn't it? Um, oh, what a feeling. Please believe it. I'm going to keep singing until you get it. Fame. Not quite. I know the song, and I can't think of the film. Damn you. Oh, second second part's dance. Flash dance. Yes, well done. Yes. Ninety-two million. Okay, um, second top. The second film, highest grossing. Um, I've seen it once. I think when I was quite young, so I wouldn't have got it. Jack Nicholson, um, Deborah Winger, and Shirley MacLaine. I think somebody gets cancer in it and dies. That's... <laughs> they, should <have> that. <laughs> they should have that on the on the poster. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I don't know. I can't think. Uh, terms of endearment mm, right uh, so anyway and then the top grossing film of oh that's sorry that was 108 million by the way uh, the top grossing film Return of 1983 of the Jedi there you go with apparently 252 million dollars give him a right spanking didn't it so a uh, bit of a gap there mm. but uh there you go right mm. um but I should as well say that we have talked about um this isn't the first, first kids film by the way you know I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't talk about kids' films or we don't usually talk about kids' films because, obviously, the whole point of this is that we talk about films from when we were younger. But So I just had a little look through the, the, the films that we've talked about. Well, we started which, off with Biggles. That's hardly hardcore, is it? Which I was going to say we classify as kids' films. So yeah. Biggles mm-hmm. was the first one. Beastmaster. Would I class that as a kids' film? No, with his boobs in it and stabbings. Uh, probably not. That. And then Cri- things that look like they're made out of chicken skin that uh, wrap around people and turn them into bones. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, she's right, because she gets a tits out. Yeah, she? and they, yeah, they yeah. kill a ferret. Definitely oh, God, yes. Film. No, okay, fair enough. Scrub, scrub that one. Uh, Karate Kid 2. 3 as well. 3. Yeah. Spaceballs, would you call that kid's film? <sighs> well, I watched it as a kid, so yeah, why not? There's, there's obviously jokes in there for adults, allegedly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not really family. F- anyway, The Golden Child, would that be a family film? Uh, or you- I think there was too much swearing in that. Yeah, but it was the 80s. That's true. So, so yeah, kids' film. Uh, Condor Man, that's oh, definitely a kids' film. Uh, BM, BMX Bandits <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, so shit, we have, yeah. We have done some kids' films. So We're not uh, just horror and, and kung fu films. No, definitely not. Uh, right, so I think that's about it. Um, now, there is a trailer, which is just over... T- I think it's about two and a half minutes long, Um and it well, it comes up as three minutes on YouTube, yeah. but then the last thirty seconds is just, you know, nothing. So, <laughs> but it's a spoilerific trailer. In it, it I, there's not many that I can think. I mean, I know you, I didn't watch it last time, but the trailer for Dead and Buried was pretty spoilerific. Yeah, this is this is as well. It's this is madness. really bad. I mean, it, go, it pretty pretty much you know you've got the start, middle, and end yeah. of the film. Um, and uh, so, anyway, here is the trailer for Superman 3. When it's time for adventure, it's time for Superman. Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reeve 
and Richard Pryor in Superman 3. This time, Richard Pryor has come to Metropolis. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's got something to sell. <laughs> he's the best con man and the world's greatest computer genius. Let me tell you something. I can't ski. But then he falls. For a scheme to turn the ultimate computer into the ultimate weapon. Well, what would it do for me? It would do anything you tell me to tell it to do. A machine so powerful. Baby, it's daddy! It can control the earth. down to business. Change the weather. Now something. You're a genius. And reprogram Superman. Thought you never get here. Well, I hope you don't expect me to save you because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> he didn't die. I ask you to kill Superman and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. Ah. All right, Webster, the game's over. But only the man who pulled the switch on Superman. Oh, uh, see, I'm not with them, Superman. You're gonna fool me, mister. Can pull the plug on Super Machine. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. Um, no. Thank you, brother. Superman 3. Uh, watch the trees. Whoa! This time is going to be the best time of all. Okay, so, right, uh, this is the section where we get into the, the meat of the film, shall we say. I should point out as well, I mean... Um, we don't always do this, but if you look at the image of the poster, it's a pretty—it's a pretty crap poster as well, isn't it? It's not great. Um, I mean, there's different versions of it, but the one that it's got basically Superman sort of holding Richard Pryor, who's screaming, and he's—they're over some canyon. It doesn't scream heroics, does it? It's that—it screams goofball buddy comedy. So, yeah. Um, and then there's another one, which is a weird one, which is Superman sort of bursting out of a, a building or something. And he, it's got Richard Pryor who's looking up, looking sideways, sort of f from a computer. <laughs> so it is definitely billing Richard Pryor as, oh, yeah. you know, being a big star with this. So uh, anyway, how many pages of notes have you written for this? Film. Yeah, when do we do the synopsis, by the way? I've forgotten. Oh, shit, yeah. Let's do a synopsis. I mean, do a synopsis. I say the synopsis, but there's not much. And they're identical as well. But, uh, do, yeah. do the synopsis for the, us. The synopsis for Superman 3, no subtitle, uh, is thus. Synthetic kryptonite laced with tobacco tar splits Superman in two. Good Clark Kent and evil man of steel. 
Oh. I mean, it's one of the plots, I suppose. It's it's not. Yeah, I was gonna say there's possibly a bit more. Is there a bit more to it? Mm. Is there is there a, is a bit more to the plot? Where would you? What would you do to sort of like summarize the, or summarize the plot? <sighs> if you had to, what would you say in a? Um. Super, oh God, it'd be something on the lines of Superman battles an evil computer genius and megalomaniac um, as they battle for the. Uh, as they battle for the two opposing sides of Superman's soul. That oh, that sounds uh, that's uh, very dark, and uh, I like it. I like that one though. Um, okay, how many pages of notes have you done? I've done your trick, by the way, of uh, I've numbered each page. Oh, I don't number each page. Oh, don't you? I, See, I've I've numbered it the corner of each page, even when I've turned it over. Mm, I, I used to do that, and then I thought, do you know what I could do? I can count and just write it down. Mm. But I do like to fiddle with paper just for, you know, dramatic effects. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I will point out, I don't know why, my writing last time for Dead and Buried was pretty good. This is absolute dog shit. This, <laughs> it's awful. Really, really, really bad. I mean... There, there are words in there, and there's, there's, there's just things that look like squiggly lines and flat lines. I've, it's, it's like I've, for some reason, I've like written a word, and I've, I've put the first letter, and I've done the rest as like a, well, like a, like a wobbly, non-straight line. There's no Squiggle. discernible letters. I'm just assuming that I'll know what I'm talking about. Mm, very good. Very well, good. I've written mine in pink ink as well. So just... <laughs> Why? That was the first pen I came to. So um, well, I, I wrote mine in black, and then it turns into grey, and then there's a bit where you can see I'm trying to scribble to get my nib working, and then it goes, carries on in blue. Ah, very good. But, well, there you go. But yeah, twelve pages. Oh, very good. Twelve pages of um, of stuff that you can't understand. Indeed. Awesome. Um, all right then. Well, let's get into it then, shall we? So uh, mm. uh, it opens up uh, with Richard Pryor, and he's kind of like the on, in the unemployment office. Yeah, cold open. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. So, you know, you kind of expect it with being a bit of a Superman film, you'd start off with Superman yeah. or doing something Superman y. Yeah. Not, um, not, not a bum trying to get his welfare check and being told that he's been unemployed for 36 weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, by a sort of surly woman clerk who's got big hair. Yes. I put he's a dole scum thief cunt. So. <laughs> It's typical, you know, kind of like um, uh, uh, chewing gum, chewing, big haired, rude face. Chew gum at someone while you're telling them that they're basically they're not having any jobs because they're shit at them. That they've had a job for twenty eight minutes in a fast food restaurant. Yes, so he's a bit of a loser, isn't he? I think yeah. it's, it's setting it up for that, and that uh, you know, then he asks uh, somebody else who's standing in the queue for a light, and I thought he's really fucking rude because he snatches the matches off him. He does, like, oh, he's giving you some matches here, and you snatched them off him, um, which is where he sees a job to become a computer programmer yeah. and earn big money. Yeah, big money, be a computer programmer. Because you know, eighties, uh, and also smoking in films. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so then we sort of open, I suppose this is the proper opening because you're starting to see the, the titles and everything else. The titles are terrible. Which are very weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll have like Christopher Reeve's name come up or an Andy, whatever his name, Cirque Field or Circus. What, what's his name? 
Orbel Dorbel Circle Merkel, what was his name, who, who made it? Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, Alexander Salkind? Yeah. But uh, it's like, was so it? They, they come on like in that big sort of swooshy Superman writing, but they don't swoosh down, they just appear from the bottom. Bottom, And yeah. then they disappear by the time that they're less than 30% up the screen. And, and it, it blurs like, everything. It's blur. It's yeah, I was going to say. Terrible. It, it, it uh, makes it look as if you've got, you know, you're pissed or yeah. you've got cataracts or something. Yeah. Or the, the tracking on the VHS is gone. Yeah, it's not good because, like you said, it, it just makes everything look really blurry. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. So by the time Superman 3's appeared so you can read it, it's already disappearing. Yes. Um, so, but I, I did like the openings because it's basically a, a sort of sec, a, a series of five minute skits and and things you know kind of uh, um, sketches so it opens up with this fit woman which you, you don't know at the time but is Lorelai yeah I just um, called her tart <laughs> yeah and she's walking in down the street and everybody's basically looking at her because she's got her boobs on display and or uh, you know she's wearing a tight dress and oh my god she looks you know fit Feminine, yeah. and I suppose Whoa. this is the eighties, so yeah. everybody's like perving at her. Properly. She was so foreworthy that someone walks into a lamppost and then falls back onto a table with a man selling wind-up penguins, shit or penguins, which yeah. then causes a roller skater to hit a hot dog cart that then goes into some phone boot and tips them all over. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, so like I said, I'll put the the Superman three titles felt a bit muted. Yeah, you know. It's not like you're getting excited to watch the film, but uh, I quite like the music. I know it's not John Williams, I think, who does this particular score, but... They, you they know. borrow it at points, don't they? But at the start of a Superman film, especially here at this point in time, you know, that was that's what made the Superman film, wasn't it? When you go... That build-up, that was the thing. Yeah. Whereas this was muted, weird titles over, like, an extended opening to Casualty. It's still, it's still kind of, you know, when you hear that music and you, you do hear it a couple of times, but uh, it does give you goosebumps, I yeah. think, uh, listening to it. But yeah, and then there's a few other bits like this blind man, he's walking with his Alsatian guide dog. I've never seen an Alsatian <laughs> no, guide dog. A fucking attack guide dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then the dog runs off because it runs after something and then... Naturally, start... he, he mistakes a, uh, a machine that paints yellow lines on the road. He mistakes that for his dog yes i know he's blind but you know, come on yeah um and then see so now clark kent starts to appear yeah, and blows a penguin out yes the penguin's sexual, on fire yeah, it's on fire yeah. <laughs> um and that yeah and then um i'm pretty sure i could have done that if i'm honest with you i know he's got super breath but it's a little flame <laughs> it is it's not a raging infl- it's a small toy penguin as though i'm wondering he probably did that you know Himself, yeah. he didn't need his super breath to yeah. be able to do that. To we'll, be honest, we'll just spend the money on the sound effect rather than the fire. Yeah, when he blows up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then he's a bit. He's still a bit awkward, isn't he? Because like you know, Superman. Sorry, Clark Kent's his his disguise, isn't it? Yeah. So, Clark Kent's uh, yeah. yeah. It, in, I can't remember what film it was, but someone makes the clever point that Clark Kent's the disguise, not Superman. It's like we know. Yeah, I think it's a Tarantino film or something like that but yeah, yeah anyway so then um uh yeah he, I mean, so he rips a paper out of the you know these paper vending machines and he 
he doesn't know his own strength, so he sort of rips it in half and all that kind of stuff. And then the blind man, he's, uh, he knocks somebody into a hole. Yeah, probably there, kills them. You should have killed them by rights. But, yeah. <laughs> but he pops his head up and then he gets stepped on, used as a stepping stone. Yeah. Why not? Uh, and, then, and then there's um, a bank robbery. So it starts yeah. to, you know, get a bit serious. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, Superman's going to fucking sort this out. And the, the police are coming out and they're just firing into the street. Is this firing randomly at people, you know? So much so that they shoot out a car's tyre. Yes. And the car runs over a fire hydrant and starts to fill up with water. Yes, and the, and the person inside starts to drown and the police aren't don't give a fuck because they're after the, the bank robbers, yeah. obviously. Um, so, and then there's obviously people around the car trying to help the person in the car. And like, why doesn't somebody try to smash the windows? I don't, there's got to be something around there that they could smash the windows well, with. the fire hydrant that he's just knocked over. Pick that up and just throw it at the windscreen. Um, but yeah, so the, cars, the car doors are jammed yep. and they can't, can't get in. Um, and so then Clark sees it. Uh, it goes into a photo booth because all of the... Um, the uh, telephone booths have been knocked over mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those photo booths where you know it takes your picture like you know your passport picture uh, and that, so and then he, he runs out as Superman and there's a little kid there which uh, so obviously goes back for the pictures and he gives the kid just a picture the, of just Superman just the Superman one yeah not the changing one which I thought was quite quite cool well that was a nice bit of trivia in the in the making of that the kid who he gives the photo to was the kid who played young Clark Kent in Superman 1 yes I didn't know that. And then when you actually see the, the sort of like the the flashback or the, you know, the footage of that scene where he lifts up the truck as baby Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah actually, that looks like, you know, consider the resemblance. Yeah, he's got the same weird flat nose. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so he, he jumps onto the car, rips the sunroof off, pulls the man out, um, shakes his hand. Yeah. As if like, well done. I've <laughs> saved your life. Well done. You didn't drown. Yes. Um, and then... He flies off. Now, I don't know what you think, because there's two sort of like two main parts to the flying. So there's the the flying where he's clearly got wires attached to him. Yeah. Which you can see at certain points in the film. And then there's the obviously the gr- the blue or the green screen or whatever it was they used. So but I even though I could see the wires in a, on occasions, I still thought that the sort of like the, the low-level flying, yeah, if you like. I thought the low-level flying, the takeoffs and the landings and that were all done pretty well. I like that. And it, it, um, it I, helped seeing, like, again, in the making of, where it was just like he stood on one end of a seesaw and two people just pushed down on the other end and lift him up. Yeah. And then you see him sort of flying around a couple of the sets, low-level. It's just cool because it's actually practical and it's there. I don't mind the wires because it's there. And you know what? And I think that's the difference between like these Superman films compared to say the more modern ones. I think we've kind of touched on it is that because there was more practical effects back then, you kind of buy into it more. Yeah. Whereas like now, you know, it's just a computer generated thing that's just not real. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. some of the composite stuff on the green screen is is shonky and um, yeah, but brilliant compared to number four. Number four is like twenty times worse. Yeah, but yeah, the, the yeah the low level stuff and all that I thought it was great. But, but and and even later on, like there's a scene where he, you know he, he does he picks something up that's really heavy, and it looks good. Oh, anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. But so <laughs> anyway, so then you know there's more sort of slapstick. Yeah, and old, somebody get old man gets paint on his head, thinks it's yeah. raining, puts his brolly up. Old man from Benny Hill. I'm sure he used Fucking to be. Hell, Benny you know Hill. what? You're right. You're definitely right. I don't know if uh, he was the man that Benny Hill used to slap his 
balding. I was going to say he didn't yeah, slap his head or squeak his head or something. Definitely him, wasn't it? Yeah, cause, <laughs> oh, sure it was. Because yeah. we see one of the Philadelphia cheese ladies in it later, I'm pretty sure. Ah, but, okay. Um, yeah, he, but it's not raining. And then he gets a, and then the whole bucket of paint falls on his head. And yeah. Obviously, rather than just pulling the bucket off your head, he decides to wander around because he can't see because he's got a bucket on his head. <laughs> yeah. Knocks over a what, gumball machine, which yeah. then makes a mime fall over. Yes. <sighs> uh, and then we go back to the blind man who then uh, he's he's gone away from the painting and he, and he walks <laughs> through a painting. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of like a plate of glass, which is usually the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and he finds his dog, so he's back on on track. Um, and then Clark sort of back in it, and he stops uh, a, a, somebody who's carrying a load of pies from hitting Lorelei. Yeah. And then he smashes into the face of the guy who got knocked into the hole. Yeah. So, so he's having a bit of shit day again. Uh, making of just like the like the, how many times they had to try and get him to. You know, swing his hand around and catch that pie and slap someone in the face with it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Again, it's like practical. Exactly. Uh, now they they would actually CGI a pie, wouldn't they? A cream pie. I'm sure I've seen um, in the Toby, Ho- uh, not Toby Hooper. That's another thing altogether. The the Toby Maguire uh, Spider Man, the original. I'm sure because there's a scene in that where he's like he, he catches a, lo- a load of things on a tray. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did that practically as well. Like they kind of dropped it on. So it made, that's why it looks, you know, oh, pretty good. Anyway. Um, so, but this is the, you know, opening five minutes. Yeah. It's not a bad opening five minutes, I suppose. <laughs> I, I don't know what you thought, but I thought, okay, I'm, I'm into this. this I is was quite a little fun. put off because I, I'd forgotten, even though I, mean, I know it's Richard Pryor, but I'd forgotten all of this opening section, essentially. So I was a little bit put off with the slapstick. So I wrote a few snarky notes, uh, you know, while I was watching slapstick. Me, 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 me. But by the time it had actually sort of settled down and gone through the whole thing, I thought it was a nice, it's actually not a bad little sequence. Nah, it's well put together, yeah. isn't it? There's lots going on. I think there's lots to keep you entertained. And But the, the one thing that made me think afterwards was like, well, the bank robbers... What happened to them? We didn't give a fuck about them. <laughs> That's true. Wasn't there a bank robbery scene in the second film? Well, I'm sure that there was a bank robbery scene in that where he stops people. Or maybe in the first one. Ooh, I can't, I can't remember. Bank robber seems like... That seems like a good thing that would be in the first one to announce Superman to the world we stop a good old-fashioned bank robbery. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, in this one, police have got it. They're just causing carnage by firing their guns into thin air. Yeah. Um. So then... Uh, now we again change tack altogether. We're at a computer school, and Gus is there, yeah. and he's ba- and the teacher's saying, that, you know, there's certain things you can do with computers, yeah. and there's certain things you can't. Yeah, what you can't do is two pairs of bilateral coordinates. Yes, but it turns whatever out that you is. can because Gus has done it. Yeah, he's some kind of, like you said, he's some kind of savant, isn't he? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's all very basic. I mean, it's not literally for God's basic. Sake. I think that's what they're typing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, my dad spent longer making a noughts and crosses game on the ZX Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he seems to have figured out some shit. Anyway, so then we're at the Daily Planet and they're talking about Robert Vaughan. This is kind of where you're introduced to his yeah. character. And we say uh, hello to Lois because she's not in it very, very long. So we might as well say hello to her while she's there. She's at the beginning and the end of the film, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, yeah, so she's in Perry White's office. He's harassed because he's being bothered by some fucking old bid. Yeah, who's uh, fucking jingo machine or bingo Trying to get machine. the bingo bollocks going or whatever. He's got to call the numbers. Why? I don't, I don't know. It made no sense at all. Anyone could fucking do it. 
<laughs> no, but she calls out the numbers and then she goes to the door and goes thirty three or something. Yeah, and like so, who was the only people playing? Was it the employees at the Daily Planet? I thought it was a, a competition for the readers of the Daily Planet. Well, I thought but, that, but then she's why is she shouting the numbers out to the people who work on the Daily Planet on the floor of the Daily Planet? I, I, unless it's so that she can, they can get the. the oh, maybe someone's sat waiting there the, with the, typewriting because it's got to go to press, and he's just it's, yeah. Got to finish his fucking page. Give me the fucking bingo numbers, you old bastard. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to. It's like you know that she's got to get the numbers out so that they can put it on the printing yeah. press or some yeah. bollocks. I don't know. And so anyway, then he's ticking off Jimmy Olsen who because he was on the street as well and he was taking pictures and he's got loads of pictures of this uh, of this like fit woman actually uh, just of her breasts. Just yeah, <laughs> um, uh, instead of all of the, uh, the the bank robbery stuff that was going on, um, and then yeah, so so Lois is there. They're pretty much ignoring Clark, yeah. who's. Uh, you know, in the background and looking uh, uncomfortable because it's because he's a bit nervous because he's got like a really, you know, you know, the Daily Planet, you know, the biggest newspaper in this you know, metropolis city. He's got a magnificent idea for a story is that he goes back to his school reunion. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's his idea for a that. Yeah, that's why that's why Lois is paid more than you, Clark, because she goes and does stuff and you go meet your old school friends. Yes. Yeah, it was, I think I'm sure it was number two where she um, was it, she got, went to Paris. Yeah, and there were some the terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they blow it up and then he saves her. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, and then <laughs> he gets his jumper out. He gets his Smallville school jumper out and he holds it up and it's got an S on it. Yeah, and everyone does. Everyone give him like a little weird look. Everyone, yes. Like everyone's yeah. like, hold on a second, and then he takes it off and they like they forget. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then um, Lois is going on vacation uh, handily. Yeah, she's um, going to Bermuda. She starts swinging her bikini around. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, I don't know. Oh dear. Yeah. And then Clark goes. She looks a lot older in this film, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. She, she looks like she's uh, out of. Yeah. And then Clark, Clark, innocent Clark goes. Golly, I'm just thinking, you bastard. See, you know what's under that bikini. You've had the whole lot. You've had your mm. taste. You've had everything dipped and licked and sucked and whatever. <laughs> and then you've made her forget. And now you're just pretending like it never happened. Mm. Um, yeah. And then so he's uh, he goes to leave. Nobody gives a shit about him pretty <laughs> no. much. Although he's taking Jimmy. So it yeah. seems like, like Perry's got his three favourite reporters. One's going on holiday and he sends his other two to a school reunion. I take it nothing else is happening anywhere then. Yeah, nothing. Uh, uh, but anyway, then we go back to Gus, who's working now. He's, he's doing he's, some job. He's now at Websco Industries, run by Mister Ross Webster. Yes, he took a like a what a one week training school, and he's got a computer job. I know he was good, but I mean, come on. Yeah, um, and he's not getting paid a lot. I don't know how much it was. It was one hundred and forty dollars or he, something. Yeah, he was expecting two hundred and twenty five dollars because that's what the salary was, but because he's a both a genius and a thick fucker didn't realise that you had to pay tax and that. So he only ended up with $143.80. Yeah, I knew you'd knew the exact type yeah. uh, number. But, uh, but yeah. Then he gets told over lunch that, well, because he's moaning and he's like, well, you got to another co-worker and your co-worker's like, well, you got to pay income tax, federal tax, yada, 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 yada. And anyway, it probably it probably wasn't $140.80. It would be cents. But there's all these half cents that you can't get paid because you can't use a half cent and businesses don't care about it. So mm. all the employees are losing half a cent a week. 
And Gus is going, well, where is it? And he said, well, it's out there. The computers know where it is. Mm. Uh, so, ooh, it's like a little kind of diddly-doo, back to the future moment, kind of, yeah. you know, when the music pops up and you're thinking, aye, aye, he's got an idea here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got um, an idea because he works late. And it turns out, he, he, even in 1983, this computer's like fucking chat GPT. Because mm-hmm. you... you <laughs> he's like, right... If I type in override all security, then it will literally <laughs> override everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is very literal, isn't it? Yeah. You know. He's got some weird magic screen pen that uses an eraser like they hadn't invented a delete a delete key yet, but they had invented a magic screen pen. Yeah. It's weird. Um uh, <laughs> and he gets to his own he, he logs in and finds that you know, he types in gets to his own account, doesn't he? He goes into his expenses account and types something along the lines of Find all half cents not paid and transfer into the above account. <laughs> and the computer's like, no problem, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, you know, if I'm sure that other people could have figured that out, you know, <laughs> yeah. or tried it. Why didn't the bloke told him try it? I don't know. Why did he? Why does he bother building a more superior computer when that thing's fucking amazing? Because you can just type an English sentence into it and it will just do it. Mm. Uh, yes. Um, and then so anyway, we go back to Clark, who's on the bus, getting and he's been bored. bored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy. boring the fuck out of him. Is he talking about stuffing a turkey? I don't know what he's talking about. I'm sure about. he says. My mum cooks it with it inside the turkey, and I thought they talk. Is he literally just talking about? Turkey stuffing. Yeah. You've got to think as well, like, if he's, obviously he can fly, and he's on this bus, that you know, going along the bus journey's taken. I mean, later on in the film, Lana finds out how long, when the next aeroplane is. Yeah. So you're thinking, well, how far away is Smallville from Metropolis? That's true. Um, That's a good fucking point, that. So they're on the bus... And um, God knows how long they've been on the bus. And you just think, as Superman, you're thinking, God, I could have, I could fly in like three fucking yeah, seconds. I could fly. Oh, fuck me. Shut up, Jimmy. I could snap your neck, but I'm too good. I'd fucking kill for some chemical plant fire or something at the moment. <laughs> Yay! Ding! <laughs> uh, yeah. And then so um, uh, he does his thing. He jumps in the back of a police car and uh, <laughs> the changes. The policeman doesn't notice. No. The other the other thing which, which got me was, because the bus pulls up and they're told you've got to either wait over there or turn around because this this is fucking nasty. And um, while the chief of police is there, Clark just walks off the bus and he moves out of the way for him. Then Jimmy follows him, just walks off the bus. But when they're off the bus, the first thing they do is go and hide. Yeah, I, I did make a note of this, yeah. Um, that, well, the thing is, right, they don't hide very well because no. there's a police officer standing right next to them as they're <laughs> crouching next to this police car because Jimmy says, oh, I'm going to go and get some photos. Uh, you know, and he sneaks into through, and he sneaks right, right next to where this bloody cop is. Yeah, it's like they've turned the difficulty down to, you know, plot. Just, just the sto- story only. Yes, it's like this game I'm playing at the moment, the Callisto Protocol, and these monsters that you fight in it, they're a bit like the clickers from The Last of Us, so they react to sound, yeah. so you have to cr- crouch around them, except it's not as good as the clickers, they're not scary, because basically, you have unlimited knives, you don't have to worry about that, you go around the back of them, even if you stand right in front of them, you can just sort of like circle around them and stab them in the neck <laughs> and it's just like this it's exactly like that there's no you know this this guy this copper 
because they're crouching, yeah. must not be able to see them because he's not in their line of sight. Yeah. He, what he's got, he's, he's got very fat cheeks that come out from just underneath his eyelids. Mm. So it means his vision. You know, he's got very good vision above his eyes. But yeah, once he, once he gets level with the bottom of his eyes or the start of his cheeks, he can't see anything that's like less than 10 foot in front of him. Yeah. So anyway, this is, so Superman now gets a chance to do some super stuff you know he's heroic stuff and so he flies off and he uh this is the bit i was talking about where he so there's a load of people that are struggling uh, str- struggling and stuck on a roof so how's he going to get them all down and so he, he picks up a chimney and a metal sort of like chimney turns it upside down so it's like a slide yeah. in a Whee! in a park you ever wheeze to safety uh, and you're thinking, well, that's, that chimney's got to be full of chemical shit that they're going to get all get cancer from. <laughs> also, it's the chimney in a building that's on fire. Yeah, now, yes. You tend to find that, you know, that's, that's, where the, that's where the oxygen's going out. So that's where the fire... That's, that's going to be the hottest thing in the building. Yeah. But again, this is, I know, obviously, you'd imagine it's a crane or something picking yeah. it up. But the fact that it looks like he's doing it... I thought it was quite yeah, no, impressive. It, it's done. It's done well because I, I thought the exact same thing. It's like he actually looks like he's picking it up, whereas obviously if a crane's doing it, even if you tried really hard to make it look like you were lifting it, you, you'd probably still fuck it up slightly and make it look like it didn't weigh anything. Yeah, and he, it like it, it makes it look like it doesn't weigh a lot to him, but it still looks like he's lifting it. It's like yeah, it's done well. It's a little it, thing. It's like, um, going back to our Dead and Buried show, where she's walking up the road or walking to the house with a, a load of um, parcels, which can clearly weigh nothing. They're empty boxes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this does look like he's actually putting some effort into yeah. lifting a big pipe um, so or chimney. Anyway, so then Jimmy's up a ladder, uh, getting into some mischief, again, taking pictures. Again, not just any ladder, but the massive great one on the back of a fire truck. Just manages yeah. to jump on top. Da, 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 just, just climbs to the top and gets his camera out. Not bad. Security's very lax. They are. Uh, they are. Considering it's a big chemical plant fire. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then this is where you get a bit of a, a plot point, um, uh, I suppose, that you refer to later mm-hmm. on. Uh, so he's talking to a scientist. And basically, the scientist says that if this heats up, then it's by, it's standard bog, standard acid at yeah. the moment. But if it heats up, it will turn into an acid cloud that will eat through everything. Concrete, steel, 180 degrees. That's the magic number. And so... Um, I mean, why, the, why there's a just... This is the acid room where we just keep jars of acid. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, make, it sort of makes you think sometimes a bit like... Uh, uh, I think it was a Ricky Gervais, one of his audio books, you know, I listened to years ago where they're talking about like... Um, well, Carl Pilkinson was in there, and it's like you know, you got these labs in in places like I don't know Russia and America, and they've got an, a fridge that's got smallpox or something in it. It's like why? Why do you keep it there? It's like what's the what are you doing with it? What are you planning to do with it? Obviously, um, release it onto the population, but still. Um, anyway, so yeah, they've got these really dangerous things in a room. Um, what purpose do they serve these? Don't know. I, well, they just thought we need we need a room of acid. We need a room of acid that could be dangerous, just to prove that we can keep it so it's not dangerous. Mm. So we just um, have this panicking, sweating, mustachioed scientist in there. Yes, but fair, fair play to him. He's not he's not running away. He's not leaving. He's willing to stay there. He's, he's got to keep it under control or try to at least. So then, then Jimmy, um, he falls from the ladder. This is uh, after, after the fireman yells at him to what, what you're doing up there, get down. 
And he's yes. like, no, 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 no. I've just got to get a couple of more shots. Yes. Oh, fuck um, you, Jimmy. You deserve to burn, you knobhead. Is it, yeah, you annoying little twat. Um, so anyway, Superman then sees him. He walks through the fire uh, and he, he flies off with Jimmy. He uses his x-ray vision to see that he's broken his leg. Yes. Um, so off Jimmy pops. Um, and that's <laughs> him at the film. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, so the, then the water breaks down. Yeah, the pump house is fucked, isn't it? And then the nearest water's five miles away. Uh, so... Superman's got a plan. Uh, he flies off and he freezes the lake with his super breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and he picks it up. Which isn't, ca- how, isn't how physics works, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine yes. with it. Because obviously you, wouldn't, you can't pick an entire lake up because the weight would the weight distribution's all wrong. It would just, yeah. Because he obviously he's on the edge of this thing. He's not in the centre of it, you know, but whatever, like you said. So he's he's there. You can tell he's got that look on his face like he's he's... Desperate to sort this out, and he yeah. wants to, to you know, yeah, he's so, serious Superman. And let's bear in mind, he's covered that five miles in about two seconds. Yeah. Uh, so he he carries the ice, he drops it over the plant, it starts raining, everybody's happy, you know, job done. Um, and uh, so that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I quite like that. There's nice little, you know, the effect was a bit sort of dated, but I quite liked it. Yeah, it was no, all right. It's quite a good, quite a nice little scene. It's him being heroic. Yeah. He does more heroics in this poxy little segment in Superman 3 than he manages in the entirety of Man of Steel. Oh, right, okay. Um, oh, what, well, the, the, the um, Zack Schneider yes. thing? Oh, right, I don't generally remember a lot about that. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't do anything good in it. He doesn't do anything, doesn't save anyone. But no. this thing, you know, he does what Superman's supposed to do. Finds it, doesn't find a crisis, happens across a crisis, solves it. Yeah. Um. So now we're back at the Smallville uh, homecoming party mm. at the high school. Um, Do a... you know, right, you know when it shows the outside of the school? Yes. Um, the reunion. For some reason, they decide to put one one line of dialogue in there, which is, Carol, you got gorgeous. And oh, right. I, I don't know if that was like some, you know, like Andy Peters has that line in Toy Story 2. Hmm. I didn't know if it was anyone yeah. famous who just got given a random line at a random scene for no apparent reason. Ah, uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, bu- I it bugged that. me. I don't know why. But Carol, yeah. you got gorgeous. Don't you? Uh, why? Um, and then so you, you're introduced to Brad, who's a uh, like a he was the high school uh, jock. Yeah, the all star but... drunken cunt. He's a <laughs> yeah, cocky little bastard. Mm. Um, and then so Clark sees Lana, and she's Ooh. quite her. Sorry, she, Sorry. you see a you see a shot of the DJ dancing. Yeah, and then, and then, yes, it scans down to a hole underneath his, just like a little hole in between the speaker and the table where his his decks are. And yeah, it just for three seconds just concentrates on his groin grinding, and I wanted to know yes. why. Yeah, it's very odd. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, like I said, Lana's a bit sort of stressed and she's doing different things and taking things there and sorting the food out and whatever and he's helping her a little bit. Um, and uh, then Brad comes over. He starts being quite sleazy with her. Clearly wants to get in there, get in her pants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's a twat. Yeah. And uh, and then so he, he asks her for a dance, but then she says, like, Clark's asked me already. Uh, and then they go off dancing. Yeah. And because it's like a fairly, you know, 
we say poppy song, he starts doing this weird fucking dance. <laughs> fucking terrible dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dad jive. It's awful. But then obviously because uh, he's halfway through it and they switch the records to a to a slow slow number and he's still jiving away. Yeah. Um, and then they have a little slow dance. Yeah. And uh, so now we're back at Webb's... Is it Webb's core? I think it's Websco. Websco. Yeah. Um, and then Gussie's gets, he gets his cheque this time yeah. and he gets $85,000. Yeah, I've got a problem with this. Okay, go I've on. Not a problem. Right, <laughs> now, $85,000. And we... we, we in a couple of scenes' time, we find out that they're saying, like, well, we're not going to let him take $85,000 a week. A week, because he's getting paid weekly. So that's $85,000 a week in half cents. Mm. I'm sure I worked it out that for there to be that many half cents to amount to $85,000 a week, they'd have to be... Websco would have to employ 16.5 million people. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you've done the maths on this. I'm Brilliant. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to double fucking check it as well. Right. Da 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 da. Here. Ah. Right. Eighty-five thousand. And it was more than eighty-five thousand. I'd rounded it down. Eighty-five thousand. So it's hundred cents in a dollar. So times one hundred. So that's eight and a half million. But then that's only cents. So you times that by two. Oh, sorry, seventeen million. Seventeen million people. This company employs apparently. Well, you never know. They're quite big. 17 million. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets his 85K and he's obviously very happy. Uh, back at the high school now, they're cleaning up um, Clark and Lana. and uh, Lana's dropping the... some really subtle hints. Yeah, she basically, you know, she wants Clark a man. Penis. <laughs> Um, and they are rekindling their friendship. It's a bit of soppy music and everything. And you find out that she's got a son um, and that uh, she had a diamond ring, but she had to pawn it because yep. she couldn't afford the bills. She asked um, Clark if he's married. Yeah. And he's like, well, I was. No, 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 I didn't. Yeah, because you were too too busy just wiping the mind of someone who he got close to. Mm. How many times has he done that? Yeah, he's like the, you know, the the sort of... The, it's, oh, it's not super. It's not a superhero uh, ability. It's, I suppose when people ask you what what would your superhero ability be, be invisible or you know fly or whatever, he, one of his is uh, he's kind of the soup is the superhero power of rehypnol. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, man, how many kids have you got? None, as far as I know, because he <laughs> banged everyone in Metropolis. Yeah. Um, and then just. Maybe that's what happened to the policeman earlier in the car. Maybe the policeman did see Clark get into the car and get changed to Superman. Give him a kiss. They forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, actually, that's a thing. See, so I was—I should have mentioned this earlier on because I actually looked at it last night. But uh, so you know, when you watch a film with somebody that you like in it, like uh, say as like a, a superhero, or when it was uh, Harrison Ford, it was. Um, it was obviously Indiana Jones, yeah. But but then you realise that they make other films other than Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones films. So you go out and you, and then you watch a film that when you're a kid as well, you're not really kind of. It's totally a, a, away from the character that they've played that you love. Yeah, you know, it's weird. So, and it's strange. So when I was a kid, I remember watching Blade Runner. I was very, I was far too young to watch Blade Runner, but it 
so it was, and then there was other sort of like I suppose Harrison Ford films. And you're thinking, well, you know, what's going on here? There was, I think, there was a film he did called Hanover Street, which you know is a, a romantic World War Two film. And thinking, oh, this isn't Indiana Jones. <laughs> what's going on? Well, anyway, so and then so with this, it was Christopher Reeve, and then there was a film, and it's called Death Trap, and it's got Michael Caine in it. And now I remember watching that when I was young because it got Christopher Reeve in it because he was Superman. Yeah. Now and a, for. Again, I don't remember a lot about it, and but of what I've read since is that it's a bit of a, um, a sort of a a twisty plot about a, somebody somebody wanted to commit a murder, but then there's other things that go on, and Michael Caine's character's homosexual, and I remember watching it as a kid because Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine kiss each other. And, at the, and as a kid, I was disgusted by it because it's like, <laughs> Superman, what the fuck are you doing? Because obviously in a kid's mind, you're thinking, yeah. what, what, what are you, why? That's, you know, it's almost like kind of ruined my image of Superman. But uh, so anyway, and then I went onto YouTube last night and I rewatched it just to see what it <laughs> And it's not that, you know, I, I in my head, I kind of, it was like tongues and everything and, you know, kind of giving each other a good sort of snog. But it was just like, almost like a bit of a peck on the lips. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a, as an aside. Sorry. Um, so yeah. yeah, at this point, Lana's looking at the old high school picture, high school picture of. Um, it, sorry, this reunion was brutal because we know Lana's single. You know, her husband left her, or she left her husband, and the picture of Lana that was at the reunion is of her on her wedding day. Oh yeah, which I thought was yeah. quite harsh. Yes. But anyway, she's staring at this picture of uh, of Clark when he was at school. It's massive. Yeah. What why why was he, why why did Clark Clark was nothing special, was he? Because he had to keep no. everything under wraps. But now we've got like a four four by four foot black and white picture of Clark. And she says quite loudly, Yeah, basically he's the one who got away. Yeah. And also, he ain't got his glasses on in that picture, has he? No. That whole thing is like with like his disguise or is his glasses almost yeah. to a certain degree. Well, you know, you think if somebody looks at that picture and goes, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, uh, see, I'm seeing a similarity here. Yes. Um, anyway, so there we go back. So what's his name? Um, Webster. Uh, Robert, Mr. Webster. That's yes. it. Yeah. He, he finds out that 85,000 has been embezzled <laughs> for, from the company. And then Lorelei bursts yeah. in. Uh, well, it's claimed at this point that she's a psychic nutrition nutritionalist. Yes, um, and so, but it's, it's basically squeeze, isn't it? And then you've got his sister Vera, who's hanging around. She's sort of like the brains of the operation as yeah, well. She's like an, o- an old ugly Nazi. <laughs> yeah, but the, what the uh, the whole thing with I suppose Lorelai's character is, which is I think it's quite good, well done to a certain mm. degree, is that she acts like a really ditzy idiot. But, but actually, she's really smart. Yeah, she was probably cleverer than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like bitching and fighting and whatever with each other. Uh, and they're all debating what to do with the person who's stolen the money. Yeah, because Web- um, Webster thinks that they'd keep quiet. Because if you didn't keep quiet, you'd be a moron. Yes. Q Gus driving into the car park in his brand new Ferrari. Yeah, and which parking, I quite liked. Yeah, but parking in the middle of the road as well. Yeah. I quite like the that whole kind of thing about him saying, "Oh, yeah, God, it must be a complete and utter moron uh, if they don't keep quiet." And then, like you said, scan down to the car park, yeah. and, <laughs> and they're all looking at it as well. Yeah, 
So, and the thing is, right, you would think it's not going to be very hard to find out who's embezzled 85,000. No. It's going to check the records of the <laughs> the pay well, slips. Well, no, all you do is you, you look at one of those computers and you type in, who embezzled us out of $85,000? And it will say, you were embezzled by Gus Gorman, because, again, you've only got to type in plain English. Yeah. Um, so now we're at, um, go back to Smallville and the, uh, the bowling. Ricky's there. Yeah. Ricky's a bit of a Ugh. peanut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not very, uh, well, they say, she says he's a late bloomer and yeah. he's, he's very small whatever. for his age. Yes. All those uh, things that your mum says to make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. He, you'll grow into yourself. So he's not very good at bowling. He's no. with his friends and he, uh, they all hate and he, him. He's picked last. He's just a loser. Yeah, uh, and then Brad turns up and he's being all sleazy. He wants to take over and uh, yeah. show Ricky what to do. But then Clark steps in. What I liked about this was that, and I think he did, I, I can't, I'm sure I've read this somewhere, in as much as that, because um, I should have found out actually how tall uh, Christopher Reeve is. I think but I'm he, sure he, he's about six he's four, four, wasn't he? Something like six, that. Yeah, he's over six foot. Mm. So he's quite a large character and obviously put on a lot of muscle for this part as well. Yeah. Um, but he hunches himself over to make himself look smaller. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, he was a unit, definitely. Not like he, and he wasn't not like now, you know, where they shred themselves to death and then don't drink anything for three weeks. Yeah, to, to get that, you know, just vascular popping look. But Reeve was Reeve was a big lad. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like it's clearly muscle, but yeah. it's not like you said. You look at pictures of um, oh, what's his fucking oh, Chris Emsworth. Oh, yeah, and Hugh Jackman, yeah. you know, when he, he's do, doing Wolverine, you're thinking, oh, God, that's not healthy. You know, he, he can't be, you know, looking that kind of shredded and muscular. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making myself feel better about no, myself. No, Reeve looked big in a, like, Reeve looked big in a way that you, just, you look at him and go, I'm not fucking with him because he's big. And he's not yeah. big for show. He's just big. Yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, anyway... He lets Ricky do his own thing, which, uh, you know, is fair enough. And then he tells Brad to do one as much as Clark can anyway. Uh, And then he trips over an ashtray uh, and he sneezes. And uh, he he sneezes the the ball and it smashes all the pins, which I thought was quite a nice little thing. I mean, the the, the, obviously the manager of the bowling lane would be fucking furious. (laughs) And the weird thing is that um, Lana seems to acknowledge the fact that it's Clark's sneeze that did that. So she just says, Gesundheit. Mm. I would be asking, how the fuck have you just done that by sneezing? Yeah. Um, but but then we know at this point she's very, very desperate for Clark's penis. No, no. He's talking about Ricky. She says, uh, yeah, it's really tough for Ricky. He's small, for, he's tiny, he's small. He's the only kid in the town who doesn't have a dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then um, the boss wants to see Gus. So everybody stops because uh, nobody goes up to see the the boss um and then he confronts him and he, he you know he starts butchering him up and he wants yeah. him to do things for him yes um there's a bit of japery because he's got this revolving revolving bar uh which gus gets lost in yeah. um and then there's a you know he wants to uh control coffee prices yes. and the only country that's not uh, that not playing ball is Colombia. Yeah, because he says Colombia's got two exports and uh, one of them's coffee. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> uh, and so his sister then comes down and says they're going to do it by controlling the weather. Because there's this satellite, the Vulcan satellite. Again, 
this is what I mean. We are in a film about a flying man alien. I'm struggling with this fucking... I'm struggling with this programming thing. Yes. About... This is a weather monitoring satellite, i.e. looks at weather, takes pictures of it, that kind of thing. They said, no, but you could program it to make weather. Mm. That's not how science works. And again, we're in a film about a flying man. So I've got a... My willing suspension of disbelief is nicely nicely going along at this point, but some of the crazy fucking shit that they're getting computers to do and satellites to do in this is... It's pushing, it's pushing it too far for it, me. You're questioning it, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a nice little line where um, she, Vera comes down the stairs and Gus says something like, I didn't know your mother was here, <laughs> uh, which I thought was quite fun. Uh, his, uh, his baby sister. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, they, they get this, this satellite, the Vulcan satellite to do it, and they're sort of plotting how to do it. Um, and then we're at the, the Daily Planet again. Um, uh, and this couple... That ugly couple of one jingo. They've won a they've won a holiday to South America. Uh, yeah, oh yes. I mean, we don't uh, know where they're going, but we know where they're going. Uh, and then, yeah. Uh, so Webster's plotting, and he needs somebody to sneak into a a small one of the. Uh, they've got 100, 120 subsidiaries, and then yeah. So you need to do you need to program the satellite from somewhere small. Yes, small. Okay. From one of that, with one of their seventeen million employees, yeah, um, and then so then uh, Gus goes uh, to Smallville. Um, and he bumps into Clark, yeah. literally. Well, um, Clark just opens a car door into his bollocks. Yes, um, uh, which again, I suppose you know, that's a little kind of happening. People would love that though. If you um, stuck that in a, I don't know. In an early Tarantino film, all those kind of all those knockoff Tarantino films, where oh my god, those characters they met each other without knowing it or something. Yeah, yeah, people are jizzled over that, yeah, wouldn't they? Good, good point. Uh, so anyway, um, and then he buys this. Well, you don't see him buy it, but he looks at this mad fucking suit. Yeah, um, which like the is suit. Sorry, it's like the suit. Um, oh, what's his name? The U ship salesman in Monkey Island. Uh, I, Stan. I, don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, never played. Well, I've played bits of it. I don't. I haven't played a lot. I got fed up. Like I didn't understand the clues, and <laughs> <laughs> I thought, "Fuck this! I'm too stupid." Um, so then, yeah, Clark, Lana, Ricky—they're going for a picnic. Yeah. I thought the weather looks fucking awful for a picnic. Not only does it look awful, you can hear the thunder rumbling like mad in the background, and the yeah. wind's blowing a fucking gale. Obviously, it was. You know, could have been great on the day of filming. It's like. We haven't got the money to come back when it's nice. Fuck it, we'll have a picnic in this approaching storm. In a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a ditch. Yeah. They're not even like in a, you know, they buy some cornfields and yeah, stuff. But in a hole. But it's the ditch <laughs> next to where there's a pipe where the drainage is. Because <laughs> that's where they find the dog. Anyway, it's the be- so it's the best place. And Lana's laying it on thick again. And it's so nice when Ricky has a man about. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, all the so, good ones in Smallville are married. All right, Lana, bloody hell, we get it. Yeah, she's uh, so it, she's prepared like a, a picnic lunch, and yeah. there's like tubs of green, shit, green stuff, pink stuff, nothing in the way of texture. It just seems to be pots of mush. Yeah, you you want some sandwiches or yeah. you know a sausage roll or something yeah. or a, you know it's just like pots of 
things. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, maybe I'm assuming there's some kind of celery or something. You dip in yeah. it or a carrot. Or maybe but, her plan was at some point she just strips down and then just pours it all over herself and says, Clark, lick it. <laughs> um, and also the dog food. Like, <laughs> why would they bring dog food? Just feed him some of the scraps and stuff. You know, you, that's what you do, isn't yeah. it? Clark, Unless he's on a special Clark diet. Clark it's pate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he, he starts eating it. Even when she's told him it's pate, he's still having a, a munch because yeah. he's you know, it's funny. Um, and then, uh, so the dog's in the field um, and they're starting to get a bit romantic and yeah. you're thinking, oh, they're going to kiss. Yeah, because Clark's suggesting that, you know, she could do well in Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so then she realises that she's got oil leaking out How of the did car. she see that from the ditch? I don't know. don't know. My oil pan is leaking. Um, okay. Um, and then, so Clark, with his super hearing, is hearing... The dog wine. Um, now I've never noticed this before, so I bought this off Amazon Prime because I don't own it. So, yeah. um, but I'd never noticed this before that there's like a little um, that there's like a visual thing that you, that pops up next to his ear where it's like he's hearing Is there? it. There was on this on this Ooh, version yeah. I watched. I on didn't. I didn't Amazon. notice to be honest. It's almost like um, I don't know how to describe it, but. Like kind of um, you know, like on your computer, you've got like say the speakers, and then you have got like the curved lines. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like, is it almost like a um, like a Wi-Fi signal, but sort of coming mm. out of his ears? Yeah. yeah. Well, sort I've of. never noticed that before. Oh, I didn't notice it this time. I, I bet... It's like I don't need that cue to know he can fucking hear. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously you didn't see it. But, no. Well, um, I, was probably, I could have been writing the note at the time because I wrote, I wrote the note. Here's a dog whining. So, um, and then Ricky's obviously a clumsy twat because he's <laughs> tripped over something and smashed his head on a rock. He smashed his head on the only rock in the field. Um, and, and obviously the combine harvesters are coming. So you know, and then he changes into Superman and nice little uh, change behind the fence. I thought that was quite yeah. nice. Yeah, and then uh, he uh, he swoops down and he stops the combine harvester just as about to yeah. run him over. Just in the nick of time, although we've established that he can cover five miles in about four seconds flat, but it takes him probably a good ten seconds to, to do, what, 200 yards? Yeah. So he's it, uh, it's like he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's always better if I'm just on time rather than early. I quite liked it though because, like yeah. I said, it's, it's that practical effect of you he know grabs the fucking combine and just stops it. It's good. Yeah, mm. um, and well, so he, then he's fucking rude because the little farmer inside's obviously shot because he was just about to mangle a child. He's like, "Oh my gosh, is he okay?" Not a fucking answer. Just lifts no. Ricky up, flies. Doesn't even say yes. Just fucking flies away. I was like, well, "That's charming." That he sort of just gives him a look like you yeah. thick twat. You know, didn't you see him? Well, no, because I'm sat. 15 foot up in the air on a giant mangling machine. Yeah, I didn't expect a fucking stupid kid to be running <laughs> around a cornfield where there's about three or four combine harvesters going at it. Anyway, um, so then the, he drops, he flying, he's flying Ricky. Ricky's obviously, you know, excited. Uh, and then he drops him off and he, and then he trains, tra- uh, goes back to Clark and he finds Buster, the dog, yeah. in a pipe. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so then... Uh, Gus uh, goes to where did we say it was Webb's Webco? Oh, Webb's? No, because this is called Wheat King. A Wheat King. This is the, the subsidiary of yeah. something in Smallville. Yeah, 
and um, it's at night, and Brad apparently is the security. Yes. Uh, and so he's talking to him like in this, he's got this suit on and then he's talking to him about some shit. He's trying to blag his way in yeah. and then he just opens his suitcase, which is full of booze. Yeah. Like, how did he know he was an alky? I don't know. I wondered the same thing. Um, anyway, so they get well, pe- if you've got a suitcase full of Advocar and Drambuie, I mean, who's going to turn that down? Yeah. And so he, he's, he's getting pissed up. Um, and then where did the giant foam cowboy <laughs> come from? Because Gus didn't have that in his... So that was just lying around the office. Was that Brad's? I, I honestly have no idea. That was quite a fun hat, though, just the way it was wibbling around I, I on his head. I did kind of want one, because I've never, I've never seen one yeah. that big before. <laughs> I think I've told you about the foam boob inspector hat I had when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> I think everyone had one of them, didn't they? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So And then um, uh, Brad passes out. And then Gus breaks into the computer office. Obviously, he's still a bit pissed. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those where he needs two of these key cards to get access to the computer, which are wider than a, an arm's length apart. Yeah. He needs so he two can't... afro combs, doesn't he, to, which are the keys. They're basically mini afro combs. Yeah. So he can't um, pull the computers or these key thing stations together for some reason but even though... what what's so special about that computer he said it's a nothing little company it's got one computer in the building for some reason it needs two people to turn the fucking thing on it's like a nuclear yeah you know kind of key card <laughs> yeah. where you know anyway so he, he comes up with this kind of i suppose ingenious idea of dragging brad and using his yo-yo as a as a lever to yeah. pull his arm in like at the a, same like time. A man- like, not a mannequin, marionette, like a puppet. Yeah. Uh, so the computer comes to life, and obviously because Gus is still a bit pissed up, we get now another series of skits um, and sketches where uh, things just ha- This go, makes go no wrong. fucking sense at all. It, it's so... The first bit is like there's a bloke at a cash point and the, it starts chucking out money at him left, right and centre. I mean, my question was, right, he's put his bank card in and it's given him some money. And as he walks away, it throws out some more money and he's yeah. instantly happy. My first thing would be seen is that money coming, still coming out of my account. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, because if, if it is, you're thinking, shit, so I've got to give it back. But, yeah. you know, uh, or is it just... The, the cash machine's just chucking out money. But, yeah. uh, uh, and then, so yeah, and then there's um, uh, a, a couple sitting down and credit card how, bills have been. How the. Right, timing. Timing <laughs> makes no fucking sense. I mean, one, um, he's trying to get into a satellite. So I'm not entirely sure why getting to the satellite involves going through bank machine. I mean, I don't even know he's how. He's pissed. He doesn't know what he's doing, is he? He's, 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 well, he's accidentally. I mean, I know he's fucking good at computer programming, allegedly, but to accidentally make cash machines spit money out and print out credit card letters that then get po- like put in envelopes, posted, it appears at someone's breakfast table while they're having breakfast. He opens it, sees that he now owes $147,000, and obviously it must be his wife's credit card. So he picks up a grapefruit and duffs it in her face, which is that a Jimmy Cagney reference. Uh, I think so. Yeah. She's a nice bit of uh, domestic abuse for the morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, uh, I, I, uh, but yeah. He's been sat at the computer for a couple of minutes. How have... I, the time, I'm a time bastard. And I looked well, at that and thought, that can't happen. Well, well, well the next section's going to piss you off then, I suppose. Because then you get like a crossing, oh, you know, yeah, junction. The, yeah, I didn't like it. 
<clears throat> and and this is where I think the difference between I suppose all the slapstick stuff that, that happens at the start. This tent, this for me goes a little bit over the top now yes. with it all because it's like the so he, he's um you know there's crossing the crossing walks like the green man the red man and then they start these, these two you know it makes no sense these they, two they, things made out of specific colored light bulbs yes um, so one the green one climbs into the red one's yeah. section and they start having a fight and the green one wins and it makes no sense no, and it's stupid that, the, yeah that that is flat out thick as shit uh and so Didn't anyway he finally figures out what he's doing because you get the satellite, the music changes and uh, the tone changes. And um, we now go to Colombia, which is where the couple who won the, the jingo are. Yeah. And just going to one of those quaint little native weddings. Yes, a little church. Just walking into a wedding. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. In Colombia. Fuck um, me, you're brave. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a Colombian necktie. Um and uh so anyway, then the church starts getting destroyed because the weather starts getting up and um and then, you know, that they get injured and shit happens. Um and then we get a news report saying that all the coffee crops have been destroyed or whatever and yeah, for, they're on the, the rooftop five now. Years, the two hundred and fifty mile an hour winds. Again, yeah. this has all been caused by a satellite that is that has somehow been programmed. With no a scientific tools that exist, or b you know no parts in the satellite that's there to take photos of weather and monitor it, but now it can make it. It can make weather. Mm. Uh, so, it, and we're on a, the rooftop penthouse of um, of uh, Mister Webster and his crew. Hey, he's got his own ski slope though. He has, which it, on a rooftop isn't the safest option. I wouldn't have thought, but it's not. But it's pretty fucking swish. Um, so yeah, and then they're all happy and gloating, uh, and then Gus comes in, and explains, and again there's like little flashbacks and stuff of Superman saving the day. Oh, this uh, so this is after they come up with a plan that now they got the coffee. Fuck it, let's let's do oil. Oh yeah, they're after the oil. oil next. Yeah, yeah. World, and, world uh, domination now is what he wants. He's not happy with the coffee crop. He now wants the oil. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, well, Gus comes in. He he pulls a tablecloth. He does the old tablecloth trick, um, which obviously doesn't work. And then he, you know, he's 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 pretending to be Superman. He's explaining what's happened. <laughs> I'll have to be honest. At first, I thought when he was explaining it all, we weren't going to see a single damn thing. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, he's just describing a really big action sequence that we never got to see because they didn't have the budget. But to be fair, there was a couple of small shots of him doing some stuff. There was, yeah, there was a bit of him where he's land, he lands, he uses his laser eyes to, to dry, dry out coffee beans, uh, <laughs> and then he flies into a, a tornado, tornado, turns it upside, turns it upside down. down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Surely anyway. then that would just blows shit everywhere. Uh, and then, so, and then they're, they're talking about, you know, obviously they're pissed off, or or at least um, uh, Webster is. Yeah. And so... Uh, you need to kill Superman. Yeah. Um, what, so can, then, what can damage him? Yeah. Uh, but Lorelai actually suggests kryptonite. Yeah. Um, and then she plays it off as if she doesn't know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, G- Gussie's describing it. He gets his skis on. Well, and no, going up on. the thing. No, no, you missed a bit. Go this, on. This weather satellite... What Webster wants Gus to do is to get this weather satellite that was made for monitoring and taking photographs and has just created weather in Colombia. He now wants to Gus to program it to probe space to find lumps of krypton so it can get the chemical buildup of these 
bits of krypton to make kryptonite. Yes. What a fucking piece of technology that satellite is, and what a programmer Gus is. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, that that's that. And like you said, he's then he's still wittering on, and he's put <laughs> he puts these skis on, which are just kind of like lying around, and he got, he starts going up the, the this side of this you know the the, the slide a little bit the, the the drop whatever you want to call it um and then um he he slides starts sliding down the actual what do you call it the well he, well he skis down the slope and ski down the slope that's it yeah but he doesn't know what he's doing skyscraper so yeah he bursts through the side of the 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 fence that was enclosing the Ooh. Which wasn't it was barely a fence, it was more like a trellis. And then uh, you've got somebody, a stunt of somebody actually coming off a skyscraper um, and landing on a sloped roof and then landing on the on the, the, road. Side, the road and completely unharmed. Yes. Which, again... No, is, as the, a, is the correct answer. As a sort of a stunt, I thought, okay, fair enough. And as a kid, I'd probably thought, oh, you know, that's funny. But now it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And I, the thing is, I felt even worse. Again, watching the behind the scenes thing, they insist on showing you the um, the stunt double who did the bit where he skis down the windows. Yes. And that poor fucker took about 20 attempts to, to do it. And they, they barely used it. Well, they used they, the shot they used was from underneath him. And he, every time he fell over like six inches from the edge, they made him do another take. But as it is, you get about half a second of a shot taken from a different angle, which he did that bit about 20 times. Yeah, it's daft. It's, it's really fucking daft. Um, so anyway, then uh, Gus now, he's uh, at the computer. He's yeah. he's using it to find bits of kryptonite. Yeah, he's... he turned the satellite around and it's fired its lasers into fucking space. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so then he he finds like it's got an ingredient that it's it's missing yeah. a, a small section yeah. of some ingredient because it's it's listing elements like mercury yes. and hydrogen or whatever yeah naught point zero five seven unknown so Gus is like what's unknown I don't know so then he just obviously looks at his fag packet and thinks it says tar and he goes oh, fuck it tar yeah pretty sure tar's not an element. No. So all of the scientists who then take this away go, right, it's made of, okay, yeah, mercury, yeah, hydrogen, yeah, um, whatever, fucking graphite, yeah. Tar? Why tar? Yeah. Why is it made of elements and then a thing? I don't know if tar yeah. is a compound or what. Or a... Anyway, it's so they, that's this thing. And they go back to the Daily Planet. <laughs> the holiday couple aren't happy. No. I don't know why. It's no. not their fucking fault. No. You sent us somewhere where there was what's been called the most freakish incident of weather in history. And you're telling Perry White to get his wallet open because he owes you money. Yeah. Pretty um, sure that's not how it works. So then Clark's back there. He's finishing his story. Lana gives him a call and asks if um, Clark can get Superman to... Uh, Oh, what's his fucking name? Ricky's birthday. Ricky's birthday. Yeah, Ricky's been bit... fucking giving it that, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, so Gus now gets his kryptonite um, and there's this parade for Superman, oh. which he wasn't expecting, no. he says. 
and he gets the key to the city. What city? It's Smallville. It's Smallville, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, so then Gus turns up in an army jeep yep. uh, with Vera, who's driving it, and then uh, he starts doing this whole kind of speech or about politics. Yeah, uh, nobody really knows what he's talking about. No. Nope. Um, and then he gives Superman the chunk of kryptonite. I think they're all expecting him to just die yeah. at this point, which, which would doesn't. be a really shit plan. Because if you gave Superman something and you just pegged it, you're going to get arrested and put in prison. Yes. Um, so, and then because nothing happens to him, they're obviously, you know, Web, Webster's not happy about it. Uh, he says something like, you know, I gave you one small thing to do, kill Superman, and you couldn't do it. But one uh, small thing? Yes. I've just re- I've just programmed a satellite to do so many things that it's not me- meant to do. And on top of that, you've asked me to kill someone who's essentially a god, and you're moaning at me because I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, fuck you, Webster, you fucker. So then, uh, anyway, Soup's now at uh, Lana's home. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got to laugh because you just called him Soup's. Soups. And for the Sorry. first time in my notes, I put back at Lana's, Soups is going through her photos. No way. I did. I wrote, <laughs> yeah. sorry, it's amazing. Um, so, um, yeah, he's there. He's, he's just, you know, he starts acting funny. He's like, you know, yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he gets a bit wobbly, forward. doesn't he? He has a little bit yeah. of a wobble. Um, now, why she'd get a fucking phone call? I, I mean, I suppose, unless everybody knows it's at his house, uh, at, everyone knows he's at her house. But then you'd think you wouldn't have to phone to get Superman because he'd hear it. Yeah. Um, that there's an accident. There's a there's a truck that's gone over the side of a bridge. Yeah. Um, and uh, he isn't particularly bothered. He just wants to shag Lana at this point. Yeah. He's like, uh, Don't worry. I always get there on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he uh, sits down with her, and uh, she's obviously a bit sort of you know, well, shouldn't you be going to this accident? And he he realizes. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and he gets there, and he's too late. Uh, but the thing is, right? You know, all these ungrateful fuckers. Yeah. They like because he can't save everybody, no. can he? Impossible. And this fucking bloke says, like Superman says, like, oh, you know, is there anything I can do? And this guy says in this really miserable, like, you, you know, you should have done more voice. Yeah. Oh, if only you were here a few seconds earlier. It's like fuck off. Yeah. It's like, I can't. I've just fucking <laughs> saved Colombia, you prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No wonder he goes bad. Humans anyway. are ungrateful. Ungrateful pricks, aren't they? Yeah. Entitled. It's like my children. Fucking entitled wankers. Anyway. Um, so, anyway. He, uh, he he then he starts being a twat. This is where... <laughs> As Bo Superman. He just, <laughs> just starts being a fucking nuisance. <laughs> Isn't this quite funny? Because uh, what does he do? He flies over, you know, uh, Italy and yeah. he goes to P- Pisa and he... Puts the tower straight. Which fucks off Super Mario, who's just sit there making... I wrote exactly the same. I put Mario, <laughs> says Stronzo. And then I looked at what Stronzo meant, and it means shit. Oh, does it? Oh, I did wonder if they'd slip a swear word in there. Yeah. He's so, it's a Stronzo Superman, or Excellent. something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wrote... I didn't write Super, but I put Mario, says. Because oh. he, he's like Mario, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Just sing, uh, singing his little ornament song, he, which he loves. <laughs> loves his job making ornaments. Yeah, he's got this bloke behind him, uh, fucking sweeping up. That's <laughs> yeah. his job. His job is to make small ornaments of the of the tower. Yet he has to have a helper as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then the baddies are together together again. They're talking about Superman going bad, and I think there's like an is there a newspaper that they've picked up, and it says something like you know, 
is Superman good or bad? Or some yeah, shit like isn't it like loads of countries have signed something to not cent? I don't know what what word they use. Not censor him, but they're. The world's uh, got their eyes yeah. on him, haven't they? Because he's being a bit nasty. A Apart bit from Colombia, because he saved Colombia. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously the drug lords are happy with him. Yeah. Uh, so it, it uh, means their oil plan can basically now start. Yeah. So, um, and again, he's being a dick now. And <laughs> this whole thing about the Olympic flame, yeah. uh, which is quite funny. It just blows it out. Uh, yeah. And then... Um, it just yawns. He's just sat there bored, isn't he? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Um, and then tell, so you can tell he's evil. You can tell he's getting evil because he's getting that five o'clock shadow going. He's dark. He's darker. His knees. He's, yeah. he's, uh, his hair's darker. Or his, he's his, his super dark. His partings change sides. Uh, oh, I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like that. Uh, and then so Laura lies now reading this intellectual book, but then she puts it away as soon as all the others come in. Um, and they're talking about now they want to take over the oil and they want to create this stranglehold, this oil production, so that, you know, it only comes from him. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know and... he owned oil at this point, but apparently he does. But he wants all the oil tankers just to go and sit in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. And then uh, command all the oil pumps in America, or the oil pumps everywhere, to stop working by this one computer to connect to every oil station in the world and say, stop. And then put another command in to say, this command is irreversible. Yes. Um, I, how? I Why would you do that? I don't, I don't know. know. Because um, it also means he can't then get at any of the oil that's currently sat there, which will be a lot. Yeah. And the, the, the whole plot is that because everything's controlled by computers, so they're going to send the message to all the oil tankers to go in this place. They've got captains, but it's just it's more of a, I suppose, a, an, an old tradition that the captains don't do anything. They just listen to the computers. Um, How many people would have seen this film and come out of it going, wow, I didn't realise computers were so good. And they all spent 600 quid on a BBC Micro. And they were thinking they were going to like be able to connect. I, know, I can just like look at me microwave and tell it to turn into a fucking snake or whatever because if i type in turn microwave into snake and it'll happen it just does it yeah, yeah but it turns out in real life it's 10 print boobies 20 go to 10 30 end yes and well and you know what james cameron always says that he, he terminated came to him in a dream it's because he watched fucking superman 3 <laughs> and so it's like super computers and whatever uh taking over everything um so yeah and then uh, Gus wants a piece of the action though because yeah. he, he's kind of getting wise to it all because uh, Webster th- still threatens him with prison but Gus like that was, you know you need me more than you know chucking me in prison he's got a point uh, and so uh, he wants to build an even better computer yeah. the best computer the world's ever it could do anything and it'll find their weaknesses yeah and he's literally drawn it on the back of fag packets. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway. Or- right. I can, I can... No, I can't believe it. Well, he's gone from dole scum to genius, like in a couple of weeks, like with computer language. You can get computers to do anything. Now he's designing the fuckers. Yeah. And he's... Is he designing the chips as well? Where, where is this getting manufactured? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, and, and basically... Uh, Webster sort of says, "Why should I buy build this computer?" He yeah. says, "Because it'll do everything I tell it. You tell me to do stuff, and I'll tell it to do yeah. stuff." And uh, so, anyway, oil tankers are now sort of going to the centre of the ocean, uh, except one, yeah. which is refusing to do so. 
Um, well, they say and, it's refusing. It turns out it's just the captain going, I ain't going there. Yeah. Which sort of buggers up the whole computer's control everything when it turns out it's still the captain who fucking steers the thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to Metropolis. But mm. uh, then Lorelei uh, is now on the top of the Empire State Build. I thought no, it was Statue Empire, of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, yeah. you're right. I started writing it in Empire State and then I scratched, scratched it out and then I realised what I've still read it out. <laughs> it is the Statue of Liberty. But instead of like the... I've never been to New York, so I don't... No. You can go to the Statue of Liberty and you can go into it, I you think. You can go into its head, can't you? Like it's cra- the, the bottom bit of its crown. where the. But not on top of the fucking thing. No, not laying on one of the spikes. How, how would you get up there? I don't and know. I it's don't not very know. safe. Um, no. Anyway, uh, there's loads of people and cops out, uh, underneath because they think she's going to jump. And uh, she's just kind of like... Flouncing, what is flouncing the right word? I would say flouncing is the absolute appropriate word. She's just sitting there, she's got a leg up. Slotting it up. She's like, you know, and Superman sort of pops up and says, I hope you don't expect me to save you and whatever. And I'm sorry, she, Superman must smell like shit at this point. <laughs> he because looks bad, doesn't he? His, his hair's like, greasy as fuck. Yeah, his hair's greasy. His costume, I'm assuming it's just supposed to have, you know, he hasn't got a different costume that's darker. So that's just dirt. His costume's that dark because he's dirty. So I imagine how sweaty he smells and manky and probably not wiping his bum properly when he has a poo or anything. He probably stinks of shit. Yeah. Um, and so he just wants to shag her. And yeah. then, uh, uh, so she uh, says that I just want you to do one little thing for me. And so he gets, he goes, he, he's go, because well, he's oh, clearly desperate for a, for a fanny. And um, so he, he goes to this tanker and he just rips it apart, doesn't he? And yeah. all the oil starts spilling out into the ocean. Yeah. I'm not sure why that means the boat has to stop moving as a boat. Yeah. And uh, you'd think it'd sink as well, wouldn't you? Well, because it's... it's quite high up, isn't it? He doesn't do it near the near the water line. He's like oh, suppose, three quarters yeah. of the boat just did, did lasers a hole into it, just lets the oil plop out everywhere. I'm sure there's a better term than plop out. But, I like it though. I like <laughs> plop out. I'm not sure why the boat why the boat stops working completely. Yeah. Um, anyway, then he lands on the the um, uh, what we've you know the penthouse ski slope. Yeah. And he shags her. Yeah. I mean, um, she's confident because she has no idea what what kind of thrust he's going to generate. Yeah. Um, and so then. The whole gas shortage uh, is happening. People are losing their minds, fighting. Yeah. Two men have a scrap, don't they, outside a, a, a state? Well, a young, I say young, like a, you probably, mm, yeah, well, basically an old man gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, sort of middle-aged bloke beats up this old bloke. Um, and then, because he cuts him up in the queue to get some petrol. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, and Gus is seeing this. Where, where the fuck is Gus? I don't Where's, know. I don't know where this is supposed to be. Is he back be. in Smallville or is he, is it just anywhere? I, I don't know. I wasn't sure, but he was, he was where he needed to be. But Gus is there anyway. And he's kind of like thinking, hmm, this is looking a bit, yeah. this is a bit dodgy. Uh, and so anyway, no, he, he doesn't give a shit because his supercomputer is getting built. Yeah, we see that briefly and in Grand the, Canyon. They're um, following all the instructions on these little bits of fucking paper. Yeah. We, <laughs> Some, somehow, these, these people who don't look like qualified computer engineer builders just look like old sweaty men in, in white overalls. Yeah. But um, like, oh, yeah, yeah, put that over there, put that over there. Like, how? Yeah. How? Um, and so we go back to Lana. She's been hassled by Brad on the telephone um, yeah. and uh, basically kind of prompts her to 
think about leaving and, yeah. and she decides to go and calls Met- Metropolis Airport or you know wait, what what's the next flight to Metropolis yeah um, uh, Smallville got an airport yeah well that's what, that's what I thought yeah um, so then small Superman's in a bar and he's getting pissed <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just a fucking nuisance, isn't he? He's really annoying. <laughs> it's the it's and the thing is, he's got this. He's you know, he, like you said, he's got this look about him where he looks mean. He looks. Yeah. He's just sitting there flicking peanuts at <laughs> bottles. He he must have caused up to a hundred dollars worth of damage to that bar. And then he he lasers it with his eyes. Yeah. Now uh, I'm not sure. I mean, knowing no knowing. It's canon, probably a mistake, but because obviously he's looking at his own reflection and he lays it, it kind of um, distorts the glass, doesn't it? So mm. is that like a fracture of his psyche? Well, I thought that as well. Oh, and I maybe thought, I was, am I giving it too much credit? Uh, no, I, I did. I thought the same thing because I was thinking, oh, am I looking into this way too much? That <laughs> he can't. I thought he can't stand to see his own reflection yeah. and that's why he lasers it because he doesn't want to see the, the man he's become kind of... Yeah. Almost, I don't know. I think, I, thought, we, I think we've both we've both given it far too much credit. And, and then I was like, shut up. You're talking about fucking machines that can, yeah. or satellites can change weather or create weather and all that shit. And somebody f- sort of flies off a roof and, and doesn't die. <laughs> See, and this is the thing, right? Because it, that's what I mean. This man is a god. You know, we've, we've had Gus describe him, you know, turning a tornado upside down, throwing fucking bowls into space and all sorts of stuff to help Columbia. And now, you know, he's, he's evil. And what's he doing? Flicking nuts at bottles of, at half empty bottles of tequila and breaking them. Yeah. If it was now, evil Superman would be picking up mountains and throwing it on countries and setting fire to billions of people and doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Going way overboard. So as twee as this is, I think it's pretty fucking effective. Yeah, it, you're right because he's just he's he's the threat of him. You, like you know, he could do something, yeah. and he's he's just being an absolute prick because yeah. you know nobody can do anything. He's not doing sort of like really, um, I suppose stuff like. Uh, do you watch the boys? Have you ever watched yeah, the boys? Yeah, you know stuff like Homelander, who's like lasering people in half or yeah, whatever. Not doing none of that. He's just. I think it, it, weirdly, it's like because he comes out the bar and he sh- like by 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 pure circumstance, Lana and Ricky have gone past in a taxi and they can't get past, so they get out of the taxi, and Ricky wants to see what's going on, and it's Superman being a dick. He comes out of the bar, he's stumbling around, he's like, "What are you looking at?" Probably a nice little shout on him. And he stumbles off, and Ricky starts screeching at him that, you know, you're just in a slump. You can be great again. And I think slumps a really good description of the way he's acting. He is just acting like a bum mm. rather than an evil wanker. He's just acting like a bum. He's acting. He's like an addict, isn't he? he? He's, he's the of... equivalent of Paulie in Rocky. Just a yeah. fucking bum. Yeah. Yeah, you're With right. He is. But... And he's kind of like, he's gone from that uh, clean cut, you know, hero to, like you said, he's just... He's just a loser now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. He's got no aspirations to actually become Help. a vil- a villain. No, no, he's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's just uh, he, he's just a bum, like you said. He's just he, he can't be asked to even be you know be a villain. He just wants to be a dick. Yeah, that's when uh, the synopsis calls him an evil man of steel. I think you're right. He's not an evil man of steel. He's just like you said, he's got no aspirations to be anything at all. 
He just um, happens to be powerful. Yeah. And then, so, like you said, he runs off, he tries to escape it all, and then you kind of hear in Ricky's voice reverberating, and, you know, it's it's playing in his head. He lands in a scrapyard, and he does this scream, and I think it's pretty good. It's quite effective. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's like you said, he's, he can't... It's almost like he's... I don't know. He wants to get this thing that's there, the, the sort of like, I suppose, the, the, there's still a certain element of good in him, potentially. Mm. Well, obviously, you see it come out now. Yeah. Um, but he wants it out of him. He he, he just, you know, um, he's, he's in pain. He's, like you said, he's like, he's almost like he's a, he's a, he's an addict. He's yeah. a druggie or something it's, like yeah, that. It's, it's like he's, it's like he's rattling through goodness, if, if you want to put it that way. It's, yeah, he doesn't want rid of the Clark part of him so he can be evil. He just wants rid of the Clark part of him just so he can just slide further downwards. Yeah. With no purpose as much as anything. Uh, so now uh, Clark steps out of his body, I suppose, like, you know, almost physically and yeah. uh, metaphorically, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how. I'm not. Well, we'll go through the scene because I like the scene. Yeah, and so and then so he sees uh, Clark's there in his glasses. It's, it is like Clark, you know, he's got his glasses, his suit yeah. on, um, and then he starts taunting him, and he's just being a dick to him, you know, and he beats him up, and uh, uh, and then but Clark starts to fight back, and yeah. he knocks him into some acid, um, and I like the way he rises up out of it, and he blows this acid onto Clark's suit, which yeah. melts it. Only melts his suit, doesn't melt his shirt though. Yeah, um, and then. Um, like I said, he starts taunting him, um, and uh, I've written the. Oh yeah, he's, what's he doing? He's punching him here, and yeah. then... he twats him with a bumper. With a oh, that's it. Yeah, bumper. he, he knock, knocks him into a crusher, doesn't he? Yeah, because that's why when he's twatting him with the bumper, he sort of has another sort of wobbly moment where he kind of, he drops it, doesn't he? Like he's losing control, yeah. and then he gets angry again. Yeah, you know, throws Clark into a car crusher and turns it on. <laughs> which you know i kind of always hated that bit because yeah, it, I did, it's because not he, it's there's anguish when he screams in anguish he, and he's like struggling for breath he's panicking isn't yeah. he yeah um it, there's i think there's a worse bit to come after that but yeah. um yeah I, I never liked that much as a kid but no, then I didn't. clark bursts out um and then uh he starts throwing these tires which lands why clark thought tires would be a successful <laughs> thing to be fair yeah they they land around or on uh, sort of like you know they they envelop clark um yeah. superman so then he but he bursts out of them <laughs> surprise um, uh and then yes yeah, so he drops a crane on him which i thought was quite cool yeah uh, he lasers this crane which lands on clark Kent. Like big magnet things isn't it that picks up cars just, just smashes him through the ground yeah um and leaves a convenient hole instead of squishing him (laughs) it's sort of like just you know kind of knocks him into the ground like a -a (laughs) whack-a-mole and then then clark gets out and superman kicks him in now everything he's done to him he's stuck him in a crusher he's put dropped this fucking magnet on him and uh and yet a a little kick to his head and that knocks him out there's a nice little sound effect for it though Yeah, it's a bit like Final Fight. It is actually, yeah. Uh, so anyway, he, he carries him over to this um, uh, grinder, yeah, this grinding machine, and I think it's the screams that yeah. you hear as it's well, kind of like going and crushing him. It's what horrible. does what does mean? And I, I 
when I, when, when I knew this was coming up, I always remember thinking about it when I first saw it. You know when you see, when he, when he goes into the, the mangling, crushing thing, and then it shows you a close-up of the two rolls of teeth going round? Yes. It looks like a chunk of meat comes down it. Yeah, you're right. And I yeah. always wondered, is that supposed to be Clark meat? Yeah. And yeah. then when I watched it this time, I thought, there's no way there's meat. It looks like a bit of fucking meat. I was right. Jesus. Yeah. And then he's, yeah, you hear all the screams inside the machine, and this thing's like... This thing's rattling all over the fucking place, isn't it? It's not standing mm. still. It's pulsating and shaking and all sorts of crap. And he's crushed Clark's glasses and he walks around. He's, and he's like, he's just looking for the chunks to come out of the other side. Yeah, I like that, though. though mm. I like the way he crushes the glasses because um, that's like symbolising like that's him dead now. Yeah. And, then also, and he has a look of relief. It's like you said, it's like it's relief, isn't it? It's, mm. it's like, oh, finally, I've, I can, you know, just be me kind of thing. Um and then, like you said, there's, there's nothing there when, when he goes around the other side. Um, and then he bursts out and he starts strangling uh, Superman, uh, Clark does. Um, and then he disappears, after you know, and, and it's like Clark emerges as the victor and, and, and the music starts to sort of, you know, the whole... Duh, 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 duh. It's the correct time to use that music. Yeah, and then he pulls his shirt open and the actual Superman logos. Yeah. Then it's fucking cool. I yeah. like that. You know? I do have some questions, though. Go on. Who's real? Uh, 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 right. So... Because we know evil Superman's real because people have reacted to him. Yeah, so Clark, he was the, he was he was good to begin with and then he turned evil. So that's, that's still Superman, yeah. right? So when but Clark then the evil Superman out, took over. Yeah. yeah. So when Clark steps out of him, what is Clark? Is that a figment of his imagination or is he a person? I think it's a figment because when he disappears. But then but then it's the figment who bursts out and strangles the person who he's established is a real person, but they disappear and he becomes solid. Yeah, I think although there's some physical stuff that's going on, I think it's it's like he's battling his demons, isn't he? Yeah, I'm just it's just that there's one person who he knows definitely corporeal, if you want to give it that, which was the evil Superman, but then that person vanishes, so I don't know at which point what becomes solid or what doesn't, or is this all in his imagination, and are we in a Fight Club scenario? So if someone had actually like poked their head back around those cars and looked into the um, looked into the scrapyard, are we just seeing Superman have a fight with thin air? Yeah, like, possibly. Like in Edward Norton does with uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's possibly the case. That, like you said, it's it's kind of like he's going through his own yeah. um, cold turkey or whatever yeah, you want to call I'm it. I'm being too picky on it. But no, it, no, I, I, I I still really like that scene. Yeah, it's two people with superpowers. <clears throat> fighting with a purpose and it doesn't have to level at a fucking continent to do it. But it it feels quite it's personal. Real yeah. as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you know, like you know that there's obviously the stuff that they're doing to each other, uh nobody would survive. But at no. the same time you feel that Clark is still quite vulnerable. No. Uh, but it's not it's not two three D models flying through skyscrapers and obliterating everything. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's back, Superman's back, um, and he puts the oil back in the tanker, uh, and he starts blowing it all in with his super breath, and he welds it shut with his eyes, which I thought was quite good. I always like the way he welded it. I, I don't know why. I like that he's welding it, and then he shuffles up a bit just to just to get a better angle. 
Yeah, and also like this. Oh, yeah, I like the fact that the sparks that are flying off the metal as yeah. well. It looks quite cool. Um, so, yeah, and then he stops off at the chalet, um, and there's a, a little kind of sensor that triggers when uh, he steps through the door, and Webster's there, and he sends a, a video message taunting him, saying, this, you know, this is where we are, come and find us. Um, and then we go to... It, it, is, it looks like the Grand Canyon, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're all on these balloons, but Gus is too scared, so he's on a donkey i'm not surprised it seems like a very dubious mode of transport it's it's not the safest i i wouldn't choose it if i'm honest with you um it's like it's a it's a not very big balloon with like a fucking picnic seat not even that but it's also a bit like you've just gone from this kind of like quite um emotive you know scene where it's a bit harrowing but then it's quite heroic and then you go to a bit more like slapsticky shit. Like yeah. it doesn't fit for me. Like it sort of like it veers from one extreme to another. Like you know, okay, they've sent the message taunting them, but then do we really have to see them flying in these little fucking balloons going? No. Wee, wee. And and Gus on a fucking donkey. Yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't need that. Didn't need it. Anyway, so Superman's on his way there, uh, and then the supercomputer's like this big massive thing. <laughs> and uh, like they a, don't need Gus anymore because no. uh, Vera can. She's read the manual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who made what, a fucking yeah, manual? manual? <laughs> the only person. Well, she read the fag really, packet that it was. Yeah. You know what? The instructions must have been great because it was on five, written on bits of fucking camel fag packets, and that's been deciphered by middle-aged metal workers, who have then produced an instruction manual that Vera has managed to read. Very quickly and grasp it. Mm. But then L'Oreal, well, she knows even more, apparently, because Vera starts going, oh, yeah, uh, turn on circuits A to W27, and that'll do the Alpha Prime circuit. And then if you want the B to whatever, fuck, turn on circuit boards 9 to 17F. And then she just goes, what, you mean push that red button, dink? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so then you get the, the it kind of powers up and you get all the defences and you get these, like, rocket placements. <laughs> Uh, open up and and Webster's got his little joystick controls. Um, playing a computer game. No, I loved this when I was a kid <laughs> because I thought, God, that looks amazing. Yeah, I thought the graphics did look fucking sweet. <laughs> and I wanted to play this game because you've got like a, a sort of a, a you know a digitized version of Superman. Yeah. Then you got some crosshairs and then you got all the rockets being yeah. fired at him. And I it's like cool. the fact it's, it's giving him a score. As well. Yes, <laughs> fifty points because you missed him. Oh, that was so, close. Have two hundred. Yeah. So um, apparently Atari built made that. Um, I don't know if that was before, slightly probably before the crash. When was the crash? Was it mm. actually was that nineteen eighty two? Anyway, um, but still. So yeah, I think it's uh, what I've read is that Atari did that little section. I thought, Christ, on a two uh, Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Then he's kind of missing with all these rockets. And Superman does this cool thing where he kicks one rocket into about three others. Yeah. And they all explode. Um, but they're, they're getting this um, big rocket yeah. ready to distract the, him. The MX. Uh, which looks a bit like one of the Thunderbirds. Exactly what I wrote Thunderbird to. Um, and because it's a massive thing and you kind of like expect like it, like Thunderbird 2. Yeah, like, like Thunderbird this, 2 with a Knight Rider light on the front of it. Yeah, you know, you expect the, there's a little thing where the car can drop out the middle. <laughs> so it, anyway, uh, it, this smashes into Superman and he gets knocked into the, some rocks and they're all happy and they're thinking, hooray. Um, 
But, you know, it didn't stop Superman because he's fucking Superman. Yeah. Um, Although, Larry, what's her name? Lorelai. Lorelai. I keep calling her L'Oreal, like the fucking shampoo. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Lorelai, though, she's she started under her breath saying, you know, come on, Superman. Because, yeah. You know, she's felt she's felt it. And then, uh, so, um, they get the inner defences prepared because Superman's, you know, got, got past all the rockets and all that shit. Um, and then they, they um, scan him and it finds out what his weakness is. Uh, well, they try a couple of things. They try this ball thing. Sorry, I just need to point out something. He walks in and um, Lorelai says, hi, honey. And he says, I don't know you. Yeah. Fucking harsh. And Br- also, brutal. it's also a fucking lie. Because if he didn't know her, he wouldn't have known that he'd done that oil tanker in and he needs to go and blow the oil back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's... To, he's He's pretending. He's pretending. He, he doesn't know who he is. What about what bastard? Yeah, you know you can't even be bothered to wipe her memory. He's going to make her live with it. Yeah, um, and uh, so well, yes. And then the, the defenses are coming on point now. So this is like bubble thing. <laughs> Why? Like out the prisoner, like kind of <laughs> yeah. it's suffocating him, and um, but he lasers it, and yep. gets out, um, and then the machine uses kryptonite on him. Yeah. Because they made it right the second time, apparently. Um, and so then he's obviously dying. Um, and uh, Gus realises at this point that, you know, he's fucked up and he doesn't want any part of it. So he uses his yo-yo to zip wire down. <laughs> to zip wire down to the all-important power off screw? It, yes, which is a big red screw. It's the, it's like the, the Death Star, you know, isn't it, at this point? Um so he turns it, he, he takes the screw, uh, they realise what he's done, so Webster comes after him, they have a bit of a fight, and he bites his fingers, yeah. um, Gus bites Webster's fingers, and then he swallows the screw. Yeah. But the machine is self-aware <clears throat> at this point. Yes, yes, all of a sudden it's self and it wants to live. Uh, and it, pa- it takes power from the, the, the whole of, the, or half of the United States, it yeah. seems. Yeah, it just fires... It has no power, but it fires electricity into the network and uses it like a giant breast. Yes. Suckles its teeth. And uh, so, well, anyway, uh, Gus now gets an axe and smashes the laser thing that um, that's zapping uh, Superman. Mm. I wanted to know what the third nozzle did, because that little gun thing had three nozzles. Mm. You know, one of them was bubble creation. Yes. Uh, one was kryptonite. So what was the third one? Uh, I don't know. Really? I don't know. It's, really? not, it's, it's not. Well, it's like a silver lasery thing, isn't it? That oh, that, but that comes out of the back. That comes out of the robot manufacturing or the cyborg manufacturing bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Because that, um, get, that gets Webster, doesn't it? Oh, no, what does that get? It gets someone. It gets gets Vera, doesn't yes. it? That one. Yeah. But anyway, so then Superman w- walks away because, like you know, he's he's holding his arm. He's he's injured because he's been <clears> zapped <throat> zapped mm-hmm. by uh, kryptonite, um, and so he leaves them there. And, and they think, you know, they're, they're all like, or Lorelai's like, save us, help us. And he walks away because you're thinking, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, um, I have done. Hey. <laughs> and then um, he, the, so then the machine starts turning on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it zaps Lorelai and, um, oh no, it's before that. So is it before you get Vera now? So Vera runs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Webster's already outside because he's woken up after Gus twatted him. Yeah. And he shouts for the girls to come down. Lorelai sort of makes it out. 
Vera's on her way out and then the computer says, no, 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 come hither. Yes. And so it kind of pulls her back into the machine. And I always hated this when I was a kid. Yeah, it was horrible. It's scary as fuck. It's awful. Um, And it's still, it's it's quite good. I like the way it's done. It would be thoroughly unpleasant because it just starts fucking sticking circuit boards to her skin and turns her into a fucking robot. Yeah. And it turns her eyes silver. Yeah. Which were horrible. And then, because her hair, she's got like a bob hairstyle. Um, <laughs> and it sort of turns her into... It's like Roddy Wood's hairstyle from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> or, yeah, or like Zelda from fucking Starfleet. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, or, or, no, uh, Terrorhawks. Uh, oh, Terrorhawks. Because yeah. um, it's all like wild and whatever. Um, and now she's got the ability. She like walks like a robot with her mm-hmm. arms out kind of thing. And she's got this ability to shoot lasers out of her fingers and her eyes. Um, and so she zaps uh, Webster and Lorelei um, and sticks them up against the wall. Yeah. Because uh, Gus has been st- sort of zapped up against the wall as well at this point, hasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. He, it kind of twatted Gus against the wall but didn't stick in there. It sticks Lorelei to the wall and then just decides just to just to torture Webster as much as anything, doesn't it? Just to give him some pain. Yeah. I like the... Um... The making of, uh, sort of showing up how they did this, where they've yeah. got these uh, these things attached to like a harness, and it's attached to their backs, and it sort of like pulls into into the wall. How, it, how they did it, I quite like that. But anyway, um, so anyway, Superman flies to the power plant, the uh, the chemical plant at the beginning of the film. Again, got there in about ten seconds flat. Yeah, uh, and he, and he, yeah, it took him ten seconds to save Ricky. Just saying, just uh, saying. And then he, uh, he so he gets a, some acid. He comes back. And he's holding it behind his back, and the computer scans him and doesn't think that there's a threat there because it's just regular acid. So, um, and then uh, he sort of like does that thing, doesn't he, with his hand where he sort of gets in front of the laser beam and yeah. pushes it really hard. Yeah, just deflects the one. Yeah, it was the one that was on Webster, wasn't it? And just just takes that off Webster and then just thrusts it back at Vera. She falls down a pit. Yeah, um, and then he starts getting attacked by these two fucking transformer type yeah. electrical things did, did they they're massive and do they only exist just to just in case they need to move in an arcing motion to fire electricity at someone just yeah they're huge and <laughs> they kind of um corner him yeah. into into where vera got sucked in and then um they so he gets like um wrapped up with wires which again i thought was horrible when i was yeah. a kid because he gets like th- strangled and then they wrap his face up um, and then the acid shit gets hotter and hotter, which he uh, he leaves next to it, and it yeah. starts bubbling, and it sprays all over the machine. Yeah, it start, turns into jam, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's the whole thing blows up, and um, he saves Gus. Um, I think is Vera dead at this point? No, because when when it's all blown up, you see her, and she's back to normal again, oh. and she's sort of coughing and sort of trying to crawl out of that pit where she was. I didn't okay. want to know what happened to her eyes. Are they normal? And 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 where's all the marks from her uh, having been turned into a fucking android? Yeah. Well, but nobody dies because it's Superman. Yeah. Well, uh, don't we never see Webster, do we? I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. But I mean, I'm assuming he's still alive. Well, yeah, but... maybe they, they couldn't afford him for one more day's filming. So, but they save. Uh, he saves Gus, who's stuck under some rubble, and they shake hands and whatever. Um, and then he, he flies Gus off and he's talking about, 
he gives he gives the game away now, doesn't he? So you know, explains the whole acid thing, um, and he drops him in a coal plant, um, and and so he he just I need a minute, you know, and so he he squeezes a do- a piece of coal really hard until a massive diamond comes out, yeah, yeah. which is flawless, mm-hmm. flawless uh, and perfectly cut, and uh, and then so. He says, "You know, you'd be better. You'd, you'd do worse getting giving Gus a job uh, if you got a computer." And um, and then he flies off, and Gus goes off in his own way, and that's it. And Why does Gus get away with it? Because I think Gus kind of saved him at the end. Yeah, but, he, he smashed the machine. Yeah, but he's still a criminal that would have killed, um, you know, killed Superman. So, but he's a criminal. He's done lots of criminal things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So, because he because he says what's going to happen to Webster and the two ladies, and he goes, "Oh, they're going to have to talk to the police." So they're mm. all they're all fucked. Yeah. But Gus just gets away with it. Yeah. And it, this thing holds, all started with Gus being a fucking criminal and nicking money in the first place. And he's yeah. the only person who gets away scot free. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know if it's because he's sort of like maybe with parallels between the bad Superman and the good Superman that. I know, I'm talking bollocks now. I've no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you know, he's the co-star of the film. You, you know. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Fuck Fair enough. enough. Anyway. Um. So anyway. Um. Like you said, he sort of goes off at this point, and then Clark turns up at Lana's, and he gives her the ring. Yeah, because he tells her that apparently it was supposed to be Superman going to dinner, but it's Clark turns up. Yes. But then Clark gives Lana the ring, but tells Lana that the ring was from Superman. Why? Yeah. Because. Lana's already said earlier on, she said, Superman's wonderful, but Clark, you're the best. He's obviously got the hots for Lana. So don't tell Lana the rings from Superman. Just say, I got you this ring. Or Superman gave me this ring but to, for me to give to you, not it's, from Superman. I it's know. a massive fucking diamond, isn't it, really? Oh, fuck me. It's worth a lot of money. And also, uh, he's managed to get like a gold ring attached to it or something. Yes. As well. Don't worry uh, about that. Anyway, forget that. So anyway, uh, then Brad turns up pissed how, off. How did Brad know where Lana was? I, pff, he's come all the way from Smallville. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell, he's a bit of a stalker, isn't he? Yeah. He'd be getting well, a, an Smallville. injunction against him. Yeah, Smallville, the small town stroke city that's either a small amount of space or a massive amount of space away from Metropolis. We just don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Clark does his kind of whole, does he do it on purpose? Does he do it by accident? Because he comes at him and then he lifts up this folding bed. Yeah. Sends him flying. Um, And then, so anyway, they're at the Daily Planet now. Lois is back from her holiday. and uh, But Lana's Perry White's new secretary. Mm -hmm. She's jealous that um, she's been given a diamond ring. That's the thing. She's proper jealous as well. And And Clark sat there thinking, I've had that already. Yeah. She's my new toy. (laughs) And then... uh, so the new bingo machine comes in because it's a computer, which ends up blowing up. Um, and then Superman does goes out and fixes the terror of Pisa. Um, and, the, and Mario isn't happy. No, no, because he's built a load of fucking straight statues. Yes. So, which then, surely would be worth more money because they'd be very limited. Like from no, these statues were made at that time when when the tower was straight. Yeah, but he just uh, starts twatting them with a broom. With the broom, yes. So he's not very happy. Uh, and then um, Superman's in space. And I'm sure he does this in the first and second film yeah, where he, he kind of flies into the screen. Smiles at the camera. Smiles at the camera. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you get, that's it, the titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So I should have pointed out that the film running 
length is about two hours and five minutes. Which is long for Which, a... yeah. I mean, I think the original Superman was about two hours long. So, um, you know, for... So anyway, which, I mean, you know, we've said before, films of that era, 90 minutes is always good, but... Yeah. There you go. Um, so, it was your choice, it was your mm. pick. What did you think of the film? Did it um, live up to the memory? Did it ruin it? Or uh, or what where, What do you think? I can see there's problems. Uh, some tone shifts are odd. Uh, it's a cheap film. Richard Pryor's probably in it a bit too much. There's probably a bit too much slapstick. There's a bit too much stupidity in it. But there, how can I put it? I don't think it's a bad film. I actually enjoyed it this time way more than I thought I was going to, even though it's fucking stupid in places. But there are still elements in it that were... That, there's... there's in there somewhere, I think there's a really good film. Mm. It's just covered in too much fudge and a bit too much crap. But there's something, and it's probably still going back to the kid, there's something about Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent and Superman that just works better for me than than any of the others since or who I've seen before. He's, there is a... The way he plays Clark, like you said, when he's hunched over and he's bit, he's not bumbling in this one necessarily. There's a bit more, um, bit more nuance behind it that he's, you know, you could tell he's being bumbling on purpose. Yeah, and there is, there's, a, there's an undeniable charm as him as Superman, and when he goes in air quotes evil, like we said, we discussed that. We don't think he's necessarily evil, but it's just on his way down. There's, a, there's. There's another side to him there as well. I think he, every part he plays, he plays well. The material's not the best, but there's some good scenes in it and there's some good ideas. I think it, if you'd have done another couple of drafts on this and tightened a few bits up, give it a bit more money. It doesn't have to be like a massive, massive film. It could have been a lot better, but it is way better than I was expecting it to be. Because I thought, I picked this on the basis that I know Superman 4 is shit. And I know Superman 3 is also seen as shit. But I liked it when I was a kid and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would now. I think mm. I think it's got... Superman 4 has nothing in it that really makes a good... There's no scenes in it that would be good in any way, shape or form. This has some elements that I think are very well done. Mm. Do you think... Look, just off the top of my head, because we mentioned the Karate Kid earlier on, do you think there's, I suppose, comparisons to the Karate Kid movies in as much as you got one and two, which were pretty successful, mm -hmm. and then you got three, not so much, and then you got the next Karate Kid, and then you got Superman 4, which kind of killed the franchises? I don't know. I would... If I was going to compare... Like, is Superman 3 a better Superman film than Karate Kid 3 is a Karate Kid film? Superman 3 is better because... It doesn't turn... I mean, we all know from the Karate Kid ones that I struggle with Mr. LaRusso anyway. But yeah. in three, he's a positive... There's not words. I think I've used all the words I can to describe him in that third film. Everything he does is stupid and he's a moron. He's, anno he's an annoying twat, yeah. Yeah. In this, Superman's not an arsehole in this. 
you know, I keep referring back to when he wiped Lewis Lane's memory. But at the end of the day, that happened in the second film, which is a lot of people's favourite anyway. So that's questionable. And two's got weird bits, like with the, with the cling film S that comes out of his chest. And also, no, that's fucking weird. It's a weird power. When's he ever thrown his S at anyone before? <laughs> makes no fucking sense at all. So this makes just as little sense in certain places. It, it, it's just a flabby film with no money. But I think at some there's good bit there's there's good ideas in there that that could have been better. Yeah. But I enjoyed it still though. And I think it's probably down to Christopher Reeves though. Yeah. To be fair, I, I mean I gave it I was toying with three and a half, but I gave it three out of five. Mm. Um so I and I, I did enjoy it and it didn't kill any memories of it from when I was a kid. Um although I recognise now that there's some scenes in it which are just completely fucking stupid. Yes. And, um, you know, I suppose that's probably where the criticism came from at the time, you know, with the, the tone of it and the the whole flying off a roof thing and the whole uh, weather satellite. But then, you know, it's a superhero film. So I suppose you have to take it with a pinch of salt to a certain degree. But, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think, you know, seeing Christopher Reeve on screen as... Uh, Superman and knowing what happened to him in mm. the, in the years afterwards, you know, and the whole thing, you know, and the whole tragic nature of that. There's always that sort of element of, you know, um, bittersweetness about it because you know he he was one of the, if not the first big superhero, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, before superheroes became I mean what came after that really I mean were there any Batman was probably the big one after that wasn't it yeah. um I can't yeah. think of any others that they tried they tried them with I mean it was with Captain America yeah, uh, yeah. Which was shit um and then you know so they've they tried to do it but then this he was the first one from my era and and so you know I suppose it was quite special and I think so that's why he's always going to be um, Superman. He he always plays the part with integrity and more puts more into it than possibly the material deserves. Even in four, he still plays Superman as Superman, even though everything around it is an absolute stinking pile of shit. Uh, but he, right. do, he doesn't phone it in at yeah. all. Yeah. He didn't even want to go back for the fourth one originally, did he? Unless he had something to say about the story. <clears throat> I think the budget killed it. Yeah, I don't think he he was particularly interested in the third one either. No. I think, but it was just a, you know. But um, but he so, still he still did as much as he possibly could with the material he was given, and I think the the the, the fight scene in the in the scrapyard is still really effective. It's way more, that is a hundred times more effective than all right going back to Man of Steel than than Superman fighting Zod. Yeah, in that. You don't you just don't care for that at all, do you? No. Whereas with this, you know, you do. I think that, that it's possibly one of the best scenes in the whole film. Um, uh, you know, it does elevate it to, uh, you know, to, to give it that extra bit of gravitas, I suppose. Um, and just in being evil or a nuisance, just the way the way it's done, it, it seems small and ridiculous, but it's better than they'd probably do it now, where they'd just go over the top. There's nothing over the top about it because they couldn't go over the top because there's no money. Yeah, no well, that's. Uh, I mean, going going back again, go back to Man of Steel. But you know, he kills somebody in it. He, yeah. You know, and he's not evil. But it's like, well, you know, it, it's. I don't know. It, but still, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad I've rewatched it. 
Um, it's uh, it was entertaining. It it was silly in places. I, I suppose you have to expect that to a certain degree. But then it was um, it wasn't bad. I didn't think it was terrible. No. And there's certain sections of it which are very well done. So, yes, a thumbs up for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. My, my childhood remains intact on this one, I think. Good. Very good. Right. So uh, we did have actually uh, a chorus, some, some correspondence. Did we? Uh, okay. Which uh, is in the... Yes, we had one piece of <clears throat> correspondence from... Uh, I'll read it out. So it's from Stu Garrard, at Stu Garrard on um, X... <laughs> which he said the greatest horror film ever absolutely terrified me as a kid so a fucking robot Is i'll go robot? i'll go along with that this like yeah. you said it's the screams from the, the oh the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 uh scrapyard and it's the robot awful um yeah okay uh, right, so we are going to my pick now for our mm. next episode, and we are going to go in a slightly different direction again. Um, so this film is from 1990. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, and I, I, I doubt... I'm saying that like it's new. What an idiot. Well, yeah. So what, what 33 years old. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yep. Um, now, I, I would be surprised if you've seen this and i think particularly from the I oh mean, here this... we go oh yes i picked an indie film from 1990 you wouldn't have seen because you are such a low life no because it's um well i don't know if it was very well uh, sort of i suppose you know seen a bit like stone cold um oh. you, you, you know that you'll kind of never you'll never pull another one of them out i, of I don't think I'm, I'm ever going to top stone cold but uh so anyway this mm is i mean again if i'll give you some actors in it but um so the, well the main one is lou diamond phillips i only know him from young guns yeah so oh no yes oh. what fuck a chimney um <laughs> i think i'm gonna know this but i can't think of the name oh really mm. oh so this is a film that i watched a lot because i think it was I either rented it or it was on Sky. Uh, it was one of those at the time. Uh, and it is called The First Power. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh. See, I thought you were going to pull it out of the bag then and say, oh, yeah, I love that film. The First uh, Power? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so it is available on YouTube. Uh, it's an hour and 38 minutes long, so it's uh, kind of just over that perfect length, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, from 1990. It's called The First Power. And I haven't seen it in a long time. And I used to watch it quite a lot when I was younger. What genre are we talking? Are we just leaving that open as well? So it, uh, this is going to be completely alien to me. It is an action thriller with a bit of horror. Okay. I would say. Um, that's from memory anyway. I can read you the synopsis <laughs> if you no, want. No, 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 um, no. I, I need to know nothing now. I am just going to merely watch it with, with not a hint of knowledge. Very good. favourite way. Yeah, it's it's on um, uh, YouTube because yes. I had a look earlier on. So, 
Awesome. Right, well, um, we're getting back into the swing of things, I think, because um, our last show was released um, on the 21st of October, mm-hmm. and it is now the 26th of October. Hey. So um, hopefully we can get these done every couple of weeks, or every two or three weeks, then we can start having a bit of a roll before Christmas, and then... Yeah. End it on a high. That'd be good, because we, we had a bit of a, a break this year, um, mm-hmm. so it'd be good to get back into it, and then kick it all off again in 2024 yes. with season... Four, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this year's been disrupted. Season three was disrupted this year because of the writer strike. Yes, true. Yeah, good point. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, right. Well, thanks for listening. If you go to sixty mw.co.uk, uh, that's where all the reviews are, the podcasts, all the other bits and pieces. Uh, if you go to Twitter at 60MW Podcast. Um, that's where all of the um, pod, uh, all the stuff is on Twitter. Sorry, I was just looking at a quick look, see if anybody else had put anything on there. Uh, no, I don't have. So, yeah, if you go to uh, that there, then you can find all the stuff, all the giveaways that Dave puts up. Um, and I think that's about it. Um, I'm not going to bother telling people what my social media is anymore. <laughs> no, because I, I don't look at it. No, I don't think I've. I, I don't think I've put an X out this year. No, um, if that's so what they, they call posts. Posts, okay. yes. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you for. I enjoyed going back to this. It was good fun. Um, and Thank I'm you for having f- me. I'm looking forward to the next show, uh, a film you've never seen before. Yeah. The um, fist power. The fisting power. Mm. Uh, there you are and uh, thank you very much see you soon bye 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 bye